to Threes from the Ring Podcast, episode 79, I believe. So, uh, no NBA players wore the number 79, so that number has no meaning at all. So, you know how it is. But this is your boy Chris J. Glad to be back. We took a week off. Uh, hope you guys are all well, man. But uh, go ahead and do y'all sales, niggas. Yeah. Trail South. And it's me, Tyler. I'm back once again. All right. Cool, cool, cool. So we got a decent amount of stuff to talk about this week. Uh, like we mentioned last uh, last episode, actually, uh, we we're going to do our top 20 wrestlers. Um, and preview for that, because we'll, we'll do wrestling last uh, this time around. Uh, that list was hard as fuck to do, G. Yeah, hard still- to do. After 10, it was annoying. But... Uh, once you find the wrestling out, list was also annoying. <laughs> that's what I mean. Wrestling list was annoying. Oh, I thought you said small four. My bad. No, no, we're talking about the wrestlers list. But yeah, small four list. If you go back and check out the last the last episode, was definitely very annoying to do. But uh, top twenty wrestlers, anything after ten was just like, all right, G. Uh, how I'm about to dictate why so and so is better than so and so. But shout out to the person. I would add a person. Like preference after a while, I did like it. It did get to a personal, personal preference and overall career. Like spoiler alert, Roman's not on my list just because. Yeah, he may have been in five rumbles, honorable mention, but none of his title reigns meant anything. Yeah, okay. I I, I felt bad for not having it on my list. Spoiler alert. So for you guys that feel like all right, hey, at least I don't right. feel I don't feel as bad. Now I'm not. All right, cool. Anymore. We all in agreement. Cool, but. Yeah, so, but I do want to give a shout-out to the person who has literally a basketball reference-type site for wrestling, G. There is a site for Oh, that. really? Yes, where you can find a whole wrestler's record and career, match-by-match, match, everything, G. Like, shout-out to that person. Uh, you probably love wrestling a little too much. A little too much, but... Respect you, G. Dead ass. But before we get into wrestling, we're gonna go ahead and get into basketball because it is a good, 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 good news when turn in terms of the NBA. The NBA is back in every way imaginable. We are getting eight eight regular season games. Then we're going to the playoffs. Thank God. Um, I'm excited. But before we get into that, let's handle a little culture business. Uh, yes, if you did not listen to the Black Otaku's podcast, we are not about to reiterate, uh, the shit that has been going on the past couple weeks, so, but besides that, prayers to George, George Floyd and his family, uh, F12, and yeah, but in regards to why we're bringing that up, uh, a debate has been going on on whether or not D1, potential top D1 recruits should start attending HBCUs. And with that being said, uh, a highly touted recruit who's currently a freshman in high school say he's going to he's considering HBCUs, and actually I think he actually got an offer to Howard, I believe. So shout out to folks, but uh, your guys' thoughts on that? Any take? Um, I'm I'm cool with it, you know. It's- I get why, you know, certain top players haven't went or really, you know, any notable players haven't really went to 
as many HBCUs in the past, but I feel like, you know, as times, you know, the way the NCAA has been handling things for years, especially as of recently, I think it's time for, you know, somebody, you know, to, you know, at least spark that change. It might not be like, you know, oh, since, you know, what's his name? Mikey Williams. Since Mikey's going there, you know, five other guys are going to follow. They might not do that. But if they do, you know, more power to them. Make, you know, make that school a powerhouse. So, you know, I'm all for it. Uh, for me personally, I personally think that either way it don't matter. Like, yes, is you get, like, the uh, the name recognition to a, a HBCU. And I think the whole HBCU culture sometimes hurt itself. Yeah. Uh, in terms of saying, you know, oh, this PWI, y'all go to PWI, the show, you should go to an HBCU. No one HBCUs tax the heck out of the people that goes there and all that type of stuff. But uh, that's a different conversation for a different type of podcast. See me on a Joe Rogan joint soon, though. But um, but no, personally, like I don't think you care because if you're such a great player, you can literally play one game in college and still go top ten in the god darn draft. Kyrie Irving. So, and I think he knows that. <laughs> like, yeah, you played 11 games and got hurt. <laughs> like Michael Porter Jr., he did slip, but he still was one of the top picks. Yep. So, yeah. So, um, but it's cool. I guess he, I, it's with a good heart of what he's doing. I should say. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, and I forgot who I was talking to about it because, like, I've had this discussion for years with people of like. Uh, why don't top recruits go to HBCUs? And I'm like, mainly because I feel like, A, they don't really try to recruit said recruit uh, prospects. And also, the sports culture isn't as, they're not going to be regarded as kings on campus compared to HBCU because my running joke when it comes to it, especially in football, is Niggas only go to HBCU football games for the band. They don't care about that team. They really do not at all. So it's like if I'm a prospect, I'm like, I could go to Kentucky and look like the man in these streets, and I go to HBCU, and I'm like, like niggas going really niggas rather swag surf than see see me freaking uh 360 windmill windmill this bit. You just another nigga. Exactly. And what's in there? Exactly, but, but, exactly. So it's like I get like it's stuff like that, and that's just was one of my takes years ago. But I feel like now with how I would say over the years my stance on that's changed. Basketball wise, I feel like if a top prospect was to go, ESPN is gonna go find that nigga regardless. They gonna go go to cover that nigga's games if need be, because they did it for John Morant. And that dude was going to what's what what school did uh what John Morant went to Tyler if you recall Murray State Murray State Murray State yeah so it was like if ESPN could find time to cover Murray State they can literally go to uh HBCU and make sure uh any top top potential top ten pick is getting going to get viewed because it's like. It wasn't like certain players, like we could go back and look at Dane, the CJ McCollum's, um, once again, even John Morant, and they went to smaller schools. Didn't CJ McCollum go to Ivy League? You said what? CJ McCollum went to Ivy League, right? He went to some school. 
I know that team beat Duke. Yeah, I think though. his was an Ivy League school. So yeah, I think if CJ McCombs an Ivy League school, then once again, but uh, like in basketball, really all together, if you good, you good. So the scouts is going to find you. But I understand the idea of just like probably being wanting to look like the man in these streets because you've been hyped up to like hyped up to hell since you freaking in seventh grade. And it's like you go to the campus. It's like, and nigga, you know better than the, uh, the top drummer on uh, the top drummer we got, nigga. So it's like you. <laughs> so, but the stigma might change. I'm looking forward to Mikey Williams to see if he actually keeps his work because he's only a freshman in high school right now, entering sophomore year. So we'll see when what four years from now, three four years from now, and see if his top what his top three, top five interested picks are in the All-American uh, McDonald's game. So, wait and see, but shout out to the young brother. Uh, if you do make that decision, do what you got to do, and regardless, just know that you you are, that the scouts coming to you regardless, G. They're going to come to you regardless, G. If you cold, you cold. But, let's go ahead and move on to the NBA being back. Um, So, after... Uh, a hellish cup during the course of these two weeks and longer than that we've been pretty much hyping up in the wheels of the steam the steam engine of the nba coming back just started becoming more and more real by the week by the day actually especially these past two weeks and at this past thursday after a board nba board directors meeting whatever the hell it's called we learned that the that the plan has been approved and that the league will be back 22 teams will be back. Uh, those 22 teams being, hold on, let me make sure I have these teams correctly. What the fuck is the NBA app? There you go. So those 22 teams being the Lakers, the Bucks, Clippers. Um, just going off the top of my head right now because I'm trying to remember. Uh, anyway, so yeah, the uh, Lakers, Bucks, Clippers. Raptors, Nuggets, Boston, Miami, Denver, Utah, OKC, Rockets, Dallas, Memphis, Portland, uh, New Orleans, Sacramento, San Antonio, uh, Phoenix Suns, uh, Indiana, Philly, Brooklyn, oh, I mean Orlando, and the Wizards. So those will be the 22 teams involved. R.I.P. to the Hornets, R.I.P. to the uh, Bulls, also fuck Jim Boylan, uh, R.I.P. to the Knicks, fuck James Dolan, uh, R.I.P. to the Detroit Pistons, R.I.P. to the Hawks, R.I.P. to Cleveland, R.I.P. to Minnesota, and R.I.P. to the Warriors. So, that's unfortunate situations, have fun. Teams that wasn't making no noise in the playoffs this year. Exactly. So, uh... So pretty much those teams are subtracted out the equation, and the reason why the West—if you're sitting there wondering why the West has more teams than the East—because the battle for the AFC was getting real at before the season ended, and literally the Spurs, no, the Suns, are literally six games out of being the AFC. So every chance they have hope. Let's put it that way. They're hopeful to get in, and compared to the East. The Washington Wizards are literally, once again, five games behind Orlando. So, they're extremely hopeful. That's why 
and the next closest team being goddamn Charlotte, and there's no way in hell that Charlotte was going to do anything. So, that's an L. But uh, you guys' thoughts on the return of the NBA? Happy. But I will say this. Happy. A lot of memes been coming out because they're not tested for recreational drugs. So, apparently Malik Monk is on crack, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't know where that came from, bro. He even Malik. laughing at it on Twitter. <laughs> bro. Malik Monk's on the Hornets, too. <laughs> that nigga called the shit. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan said, like, he do crack. Nigga. <laughs> Did you not you know watch the documentary? You do not know what I seen in that locker room, G. They were doing crack cocaine <laughs> before games. Not cool, sure. but but yeah, uh, Tyler, your thoughts. <laughs> like like Detroit said, I'm happy. I was happy to hear that basketball's coming back. I'm happy that they're trying out a new playoff system because I think it's going to you know make for some interesting matchups and uh, play. You know, no, they, they're little, doing East versus West. Different. It's still East versus West. Oh, it is. Yep, it's still East versus West. Um, well, you know, either way, I feel like the teams that made it in, you know, have a, you know, whether they were fighting for the AFC, you know, they have, they had a right to fight for it. So the teams that made it in were justified and pretty much set as far as seeding. So I was cool with everybody that made it in, but I'm just overall happy that, you know, the basketball is coming back and we get to finish off the season. Yep, definitely agree. Um, I'm I'm very excited, um, and not because of just the fact. <laughs> My that bad, bro. I apologize. Uh, but I'm just excited overall as a whole, just that the NBA is taking this risk because this can either go extremely really good, or it can go very freaking wrong in every way imaginable. Where uh, mugs might catch COVID, and you like, what the fuck? Or but. We'll see where things go from there in regards to that. But um, I'm very excited. Uh, basketball is back. I love NBA. And if and like I feel like this is going to lead to a very interesting playoffs as a whole, Like no, no matter who makes it. Because I would say in terms of parity, which is everybody's favorite term in terms of like, the NBA doesn't have parity. This is the closest thing to parity we're going to get because these niggas are off for three months have to play eight games, and then saying, all right, bro, best of seven each round. Also, blame Michael Jordan for that because <laughs> he, he said, no, nah, these niggas going to sit there and play best of seven, nigga, as if that nigga wasn't doing best of freaking three in some first-round playoff rounds, G. Stop playing. But shout-out to Big Mike. Uh, overall, like I feel like we like anything can, anything can possibly happen in the playoffs this year. Anything. So – it's easy to sit there and say Bucks and Lakers to the finals is extremely easy, but we might f around and see my biggest hot take of the uh, of this season still being Dame can go on a dirt playoff type run and fuck everything up for everybody. So anything is possible, or Ben Simmons and Embiid figure it out, save Brett Brown's job, and get to the finals. Anything's possible. Or Jimmy Butler and, and the Young Bucks sit there and just annihilate everybody. Anything's freaking possible. That's uh, a, I feel like that's the scariest what if. 
Like, what if Miami is legit? That is a very scary what if. So, it's a lot of uh, possibilities that can come from this. Uh, the drug testing thing is very freaking interesting, though. Like, that's a... Because I understand, like, you you rather make COVID a high priority. So, you're not about to sit there and stress these players out and all of that. Like, for all you know, smoking weed might be the best way to fight COVID. We don't know. We really don't know. Uh, or that LeBron HGH pack might be the best thing to ever happen right now, bro. Because we might see Miami LeBron. <laughs> We might have round to see Miami LeBron. Their hairline gonna recede like a motherfucker. Another and and it's over with. And he and he throws uh Anthony Davis some of that pack too, G. It's over with. What you supposed to do? Uh so they still they still doing performance enhancement drugs. Oh. Oh. But not but not um recreational. That's why I said they say some people on crack. Mm. Um, <laughs> also they can Throughout the whole entire playoffs, they can get a free agent. Yeah. Or something like that, bro. Like, that, that, like, that's actually that's confirmed. Wild. Because, like, I was about to bring that up was, like, I know they're trying to figure out, like, because what, like, what if, God forbid, anybody gets COVID, but, like, let's just say somebody like Lou Williams catches COVID because he's bringing multiple random bitches from Disney World into his room. Uh, and... So now the freaking Clippers is like, oh crap! Who now we got to sign Jamal uh, Crawford, God forbid, or something like that. So, like, if that's if they actually could sign anybody at will, it's gonna be freaking interesting. <laughs> it's gonna be interesting. That's the case. Um, there is rumors that uh, the Miami Boogie might. Sign well, I'm gonna be uh, It's a rumor that uh, Boogie might sign to the Heat as well. Oh, straight to saying, so. Oh. Something to be on the lookout for. Uh, anything else we may need to hit in regards to the return of the NBA? You no, know, the racist was fun though. Racist was fun. Anything else we need to hit, Tyler? Trail? Anything else? Feel like we need to talk about? Um. Uh, nah. Nah. Um, uh, I would say this. Um. What is that in-game tournament that they oh, supposed to have? So the before the play playoff tournament. So hold on, let me read that because I actually have the uh, Q and A up about this. So how would the play-in tournament work? And I quote directly off the NBA app: If the team with the eighth best record in its conference is more than four games ahead of the team with the ninth best record in the same conference, there will be no play-in tournament slash game will be necessary. The final playoff berth will simply go to the team with the eighth best record. Regular season games plus seeding games. But if the team with the eighth best, mm-hmm. best record in its conference is four games or fewer ahead of the team with the ninth best record in the conference, then we'll have a, a battle for the final spot between those two teams. The tournament will basically be a best of two series where the number nine seed will have to win two head-to-head matchups to take over the eighth seed. So, pretty much... Let me pull up the standings. Uh, so, let's just say, for example, Memphis finds a way to hold on to the AFC through the eight games. New Orleans is three games back. And 
God forbid, it's probably any other two teams uh, closer because they wasn't really specific on what teams are other teams are closer. They said mention another team. But um, I just say New Orleans is three games back. Then Memphis and uh, the Pelicans will have to play uh, play a, a series, a best of two series. If Memphis wins that first game, they automatically win. So they automatically AFC. But New Orleans has to win twice. If New Orleans wins twice, then they uh, they get the AFC. So that's that. That makes sense. So <coughs> is this a break into the playoffs or something? <coughs> will there be a break? So will the first through seven seeds or the first through four seeds, will they personally be it's like excluded and not playing for like a couple weeks or something? No, because it would just be like, I no, guess. No, they would still play those games. Yeah, like, you're just playing. Say it again? Match. So, no, Tyler, go ahead. No, I was saying they would still play those games because they still want even the, the top teams to, you know, get some of that, you know, shake some, be able to shake some rust off those uh, those remaining eight games. Oh, so it's for the remaining eight games. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got you. But, you know, their their seedings are set already. They're not necessarily playing for seeding themselves. Well, in the West, technically you are playing for seeding. Because uh, two through seven is any man's game. Like, even though, like, for example, I think the Lakers are set. Like, I feel like they can easily go five and three. We don't know the schedule yet. But let's just say they go five and three, they're safe. Like, at the very worst, they can go 500. They should be safe. But the Clippers and Nuggets are one game away from uh, one game away. And then the Utah Jazz, for all we know, might F around and lose all eight games. They have injuries. But uh, OKC yeah. can easily probably F around and get the number two seed. Rockets can F around and get the number two seed. Dallas, depending on how. Much good shape that Luca and Porzingis come back because they're in Europe for God knows why. Uh, decided, uh, unlike Jokic, who currently is rumored to have a six pack, God forbid. Um, looking like Ivan Drago. But if those two, if Luca and Porzingis come back looking like fat and sloppy like Jokic was in uh, in October, then they might have a problem. So, like. The two through seven seed is really close. It's really close. So like that can literally flip flop with no problem. So seeding really matters right now in the West. So like they need those eight games. Um, turns for the East is not really like I'm, I see no reason why Milwaukee ain't gonna lose the first seed in between four and two, which is Toronto, Boston, Miami. They may fight up. Fight for that number two seed, as I would. Same feeling. Yeah, but I understand that. Yeah, it's cool. It's gonna make the NBA more exciting. It's still bump Corona, but it's it's giving us a more stakey playoffs. If you know what I mean? Yeah, like anything is freaking sure. possible. Anything is possible. Uh, before we move and it on. permanently, it permanently. Crazy thing is, it permanently shaped the league. Like it permanently shaped the league because now the league just gonna start off in J. I mean December for the foreseeable future. Probably. 
like either December or Cause I don't, there's no way unless you take off a, a whole nother time, there's no way for the league to to ever reshape after this. In terms of game, in terms of playing eighty two games unless they have like another lockout or something. Yeah. That's arguably the only way it might go back to normal. They need the lockout season and I don't see that happening. I know, right? They at an all time you know, the players and the owners and stuff is at an all time. We love each other. So yeah, oh, I won't say they love each other, but it's a, it's some, it's a lot more respect. So it's not like the NFL yeah. where it's like, eh, fuck y'all. <laughs> well, that's a different uh, topic. Yeah, I'm But definitely, uh, but yeah. So it, yeah, this is changing the NBA for probably we'll see the better good. Uh, they are still adding stuff on, like like the free agency thing is still wait and see. In regards to that, there's nothing like legit official. Uh, unfortunately, the Spurs might kind of might shot themselves in the foot. Um, Lamarcus Aldridge had shoulder surgery in the midst of all of this, so he's out for the remainder. Ah, so that's an L, big fat L. A very unfortunate. Oh, did we ever figure out did, did Kyrie um end up getting a surgery too? Kyrie said he's not playing. Yeah. Kyrie's not playing, but the Nets I think aren't missing the playoffs at this point. Uh, I really don't see them missing the playoffs at this point. It's like they can lo- probably lose every game, and the worst that can happen is Washington wins enough and they take over, um, which would be hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, either way, uh, those are very unfortunate situations. But everybody that was saying KD was going to come back, y'all should have accepted that bitter pee a long goddamn time ago. A really long time ago, because mm-hmm. the man said multiple times he's not coming back this season. He said it when COVID happened, he's not coming back. He said in the middle of COVID, after he beat COVID, he's not coming back. Hey, season's approved. Will KD come back, nigga? I'm not coming back. So accept the reality now. But either way, a lot of excitement. Um, also, shouts at all NBA players taking part in protests. Uh, Hope y'all niggas quarantine in between now and uh, the end of the month. Sit y'all asses down. <laughs> because uh, last thing you need to see Jalen Brown with COVID. They suck. But uh, hot takes uh, about what about the season uh, and potential what can happen. Any hot takes? Uh, nah. Oh. Uh. <laughs> The Rockets upset, upsetting somebody, or the Rockets getting upset. Well, the Rockets ain't. Uh, I could see the Rockets upsetting somebody, yeah. Um, especially as Harden's in freakish shape right now, surprisingly. Tyler, anything? You got any hot takes, G? And, fun fact. Fun fact about James Harden. He retired his strip club, his jersey in a strip club. So, that mean, that could possibly mean, you know, at least for now, no more late nights for James Harden. So, Arrested Harden and a in shape Harden could be a very scary thing come playoff time. Yeah. Okay. We both wanna. We all but um. Harden bandwagon. As far as hot takes, I don't really have one at the moment. Uh, I don't really have one right now. All right. Well, mine is, and I've been sticking to it. Uh, Philly is going to the finals. I'm leaving. I'm sticking to it. Until I see it not happen, uh, everybody's healthy and shape. Uh, 
probably the best thing to happen to them is the fact that literally they're probably away from Philly. We never know. It might be the best thing for them. And just the fact that the reset might benefit them in a, in this whole situation. So we'll wait and see. Either way, uh, I'm going with Philly is going to the finals. They're beating the Bucks to get into the finals. So, uh, But, yeah, so moving on. Uh, anything basketball else we need to talk about? No. So we can go ahead and get into wrestling. Uh, pretty good past week for wrestling. Uh, anything important that happened this past? Oh, oh, NXT TakeOver in your house. There we go. So everybody watch that. I please some of y'all did, please. Yeah, yeah. I watched the whole thing. The only thing I didn't, I think I didn't see was the women's triple threat because I was doing something at that time. But I watched. Oh, the you thing. tweaking, G? That was one of the best matches this year. I know it was a flat match, bro. I gotta go back and rewatch it. All right, let me pull up the card. Uh, anyway, but yeah, NXT Takeover in your house was last night. Um, Adam Cole versus Velveteen Dream. Uh, I feel like this is probably the last we've seen Velveteen Dream on NXT because I feel like at this point it's nothing else for him to really do. You lost Adam Cole twice. You at least used the first, second North American champion. First or second North American? No, nah, he was about to. He was third. 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 <laughs> Adam Cole, Ricochet. No, he might be fourth because I think Johnny Gargano had it before him. I really do not remember. I don't feel like looking it up either. But uh, Adam Cole versus Velveteen uh, was. I'm I'm saying it's Velveteen's send off match. Uh, as far as we know, with when it comes to Velveteen. Uh, he probably beat the case, so or at least the fact they never pressed charges at all. So I guess it's swept under the rug. <laughs> Hate to say it this way, but uh, so I'm I'm, I'm guessing Velveteen's about to get moved up. Uh, he had his final NXT run with uh, trying to get the belt, but at this point's nothing else for him to do. But overall, match itself. Decent, cool match. Um, fun match. I like uh, literally back lot brawl type matches. Those type of matches are always fun to see. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot. Adam Cole won in the most Adam Cole type way. So, And also, Adam Cole might have the best NXT championship run ever. Ever, possibly. So, yeah. that's a dollar we'll have uh, on a later date. Not, never a bad match. No bad matches. A yeah. lot of classic matches as well. So, but Adam Cole is still champion. I respect it. I'm going to assume Dexter Loomis is the next guy in line, I guess. Or possibly Keith Lee. But uh, you guys' thoughts on the match? Uh, yeah, wrestling, DC, storytelling, one on one. Nick, it's all about Dexter Loomis. And I don't want to hit nothing else. Dex Malusta, put it on our Twitter. Dex Malusta, stand account. That's it. That's all. Respect, G. We are Dex Malusta, stand account. Tyler, go. Um, I like it. It was a. It's another good gimmick match they've been coming up with. I like, you know, that they're trying new things. Um, yeah, I think it's definitely. You know, at this point, it's time. Velveteen, 
Velveteen to move on. Adam Cole is definitely, if not already, you know, like you said, the having one of the best, if not the best, NXT title run since probably be probably Finn Balor or maybe even Bobby Roode. But yeah, no. that's the one. Wait, maybe even Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode sucked. His <laughs> NXT title run? Yeah, it sucked. I don't think it all sucked. I remember, all I remember him was getting beat by, I think, is it Drew McIntyre? I think he did lose. Did he lose? And he beat Shinsuke. Yeah. That's it. Or maybe the, I would say I liked his character during the run. I liked his character during that yeah, run. I was like, like, he beat Shinsuke. I don't remember who he beat else around that time. He beat Shinsuke twice and whatnot. And then probably, you know, I don't even remember. I hope Chris looking it up. But you got people like Kevin Owens who had a good reign. Kevin Owens definitely has one of the best. Uh, Finn Balor had probably, if you don't count Adam Cole, Finn Balor probably has the best reign. Um, yeah. That's why I feel like they're they're waiting, they're holding. On. I mean, they were probably were going to do Finn Balor versus Adam Cole at the um at Mania when they were playing the NXT title match, but it's I kind of glad that it didn't happen now because they can you know further build it up, just kind of wait it out a little bit more. So when they you know finally clash with the beat, an instant classic. You know, it's a lot of le- NXT legacy on the line for for the both of them. I feel like whenever they get to that, I feel like. Finn Balor is gonna end up being the one that beats him, to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, no, I can't find no history of uh, Bobby Roode's uh, NXT Championship run, and so that in itself says all that needs to be oh. said. <laughs> I <laughs> no just thought that nigga was Canada, man. Well, it was cool, but yeah, he did lose to Drew McIntyre, though. He definitely did lose to Drew McIntyre. So, uh, moving on. North American Championship, Keith Lee versus Johnny Gargano. Uh, once again, really good match. Uh, one involves uh, our homie Byron's favorite pizza boy, Johnny Gargano. But uh, my name episode that. But I enjoyed the match a lot. Really good match, fun match. Uh, I can definitely see a rematch, of course. Uh, Either a rematch or it's going to be a mixed tag match involving uh, Candice LeRae and Mia Yim because they got beef as well. So, yeah, um, that 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 match was really good on the stage because they really played with the weight difference. Um, like Keith Lee just Keith Lee was moving like a feather. Yep, and um, it was cool. And I liked the Johnny Gargano's entrance. That joint slapped. I did. I liked how he walked, like, actually walked out of the house. <laughs> Literally did walk out the house. But, uh, no, it's coming out. I haven't even touched it. So. Because you're uh, it's coming out. My bad. My brother, my brother brought pink in the house, complaining over pink lemonade, acting like somebody not won't drink pink lemonade when you bring it in the house. Full of niggas. Yeah, he tweaked. He got to hold that. Uh, Damn, it ain't drunk all the way up. I'm sorry, people in this podcast. So I gotta put this thing in its place real quick. Yeah, it ain't drunk all the way up. <laughs> he gotta hold that. But uh, Daytra also, he sounded muffled. Uh, but Damian Priest versus Finn Balor, uh, really good match with Finn Balor. Oh, I love that's probably my favorite match of the night. 
Yeah. That made me a Damian Priest fan, to be honest. I really didn't care for him as much, but now I, I feel like a fan now. You I mean New York John Redcorn? <laughs> <laughs> That's another episode title. There we go. Uh, <laughs> call that nigga New York John Redcorn. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> that might be the episode title right there. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Davis Priest, uh, future North American champion, and uh, and it, to me, he's one of the next members of the core of the NXT carriers. I was, I, I'm, as I believe he can be. But uh, this was a really fun slap match. Once again, Finn Balor was in his bag, and I feel like when Finn Balor, it's like it's, I feel like this is like one of the first Finn Balor and since his return to NXT matches not genuinely enjoy from start to finish maybe it's just me but i wasn't yeah. like they were cool matches but in terms of like this match here it just slapped on a different level to me like it was like more like this is the finn balor i want to see consistently i don't know if i'm the one that felt this way about like finn balor has been back but i enjoyed the match genuinely good match uh I'm still. I'm looking forward to where they go next. Uh, I, it's Priest. a Finn Balor match. I don't know if y'all saw it, but it's in the U- WWE UK NXT, NXT UK, and he went against this nigga named Joganoff, and they had a slapper. Was that at Worlds know. Collide? Or that was no, I don't think they had it at Worlds Collide. I think this was literally at a UK takeover. Oh. Uh, I check it. Out. Oh, he also set the record for the most takeover wins with eleven now. So. Hmm. Hey, and it's bad. Question: Has Finn Balor go against? Has he ever fought Daniel Bryan? You know, inside or outside WWE ever? Uh, Let me go to that wrestling basketball reference website. Uh, Like website. Um, I I was thinking of that last night. Let's see. Hold on. Let's see. Because we do our Googles here. Finn Balor. Up Finn Balor because I'm just saying it's easier to find his shit. Um, let's see. There were like a search specific wrestlers, opponents, and there we go. Ooh, this site is really good. You can find almost all his opponents. Uh, let's see. You said who again? I'm sorry, uh, Tyler. Finn versus Daniel Bryan. Oh, okay. No. No, he never well, fought Daniel Bryan. He fought Daniel Pewter, but never Daniel Bryan. I don't know who Daniel Pewter is. I hope he's doing well, though. Yeah, I'm looking. Literally, there's no Daniel Bryan because they have almost... They have all the Japanese niggas he fought. <laughs> But, but yeah, so there's absolutely, they never fought. So the fact they never fought yet is crazy when you think about it. Uh, but what more can I say? But uh, anything else we need to add in regards to this match? All right, moving on. Uh, Mia Yim, Tegan Knox, Shotzi Blackheart versus Candice LeRae, Dakota, Kai, and Ra- Kale Gonzalez. I don't know why you want to call her Rodriguez. I feel oh, that's racist. But uh, you guys thoughts of the, the three women's tag match? 
I didn't watch this match. That's at actually all. the only match that I missed. Yeah, I didn't watch this match at all. I skipped it. Even though I watched I didn't Shotzi really Blackheart, feel. But I skipped the hell out of this match. Uh, Datra, did you watch this match? You lose Datra? Alright, cool. Uh, so, we're just gonna go back and skip that. Uh, cause I guess nobody gave a damn about that match. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa versus Karrion Cross. Uh, I'm gonna just say this first, first before we go into this. I hope and pray that Ciampa is not about to be sitting here just being the gatekeeper NXT and he's gonna be taking L's to get people over. I don't want that, G. I don't. So I pray that's not gonna happen. But, point of all is, uh, Cool match. Made Karrion Cross look really strong. Uh, Ciampa didn't look uh, bad either because he had to get Hey, y'all want to hear a joke I heard on Twitter for Karrion Cross? Go ahead. He said that man was a creative player with a Brock Lesnar moveset. I can't get that out of my head, folks. I can't get that out my head. Oh, my God, man. It's so funny. That's wild, is it? It's very wild, but... Uh, but yeah, overall it was a cool match. Both uh, looked strong. Champa didn't tap out; he got choked out. So I guess that's a settlement. Uh, you guys thoughts? Um, I thought it was good that Karen Cross went over. But like you said, you know, you don't want Champa to become the guy who's just you know losing just to get over you guys because you know eventually fans are gonna see through that and be like, no, we're not just gonna you know follow the lead of this guy just because, you know, Ciampa is putting him over. You know, you know, you could all, the fans could eventually tell, like, we BS him. Yep. But I did like the match. It was, you know, a good pace to it. You know, I felt like it was good for him to get his first, you know, paper to win. Yeah, definitely co-signing. Uh, Detro, your thoughts? No, nah, it was a cool match. It was quick. Yeah, they said, I think cool commentators match. even acknowledged it. They said this might be the quickest takeover match we've ever seen. <laughs> Yo, no. have we ever had a squash takeover match? Oh, yeah, we have. Yep. I think it has been. Like, Didn't Matt Riddle beat Cassius Ono in like five seconds? Yeah. Yep. So. <laughs> but I do not want Ciampa to beat Cassius Ono. That's my biggest fear. That cannot happen. Absolutely oh, that- cannot happen. That's a big no-no, G. A huge-ass no-no. But uh, moving on, uh, the NXT Women's Championship match, which main evented, featuring Charlotte Flair, Ray Ripley, and Io Shirai. Uh, best match of the night, easily. Easily very slap of a match. Uh, once again, Charlotte is always in her bag. Ray Ripley, I don't know what kind of identity crisis she is going through, but those, uh, those color contacts ain't it, boo. Uh, and Io Shirai... God damn it, Io Shiraji. But really fun match. Good match. Um, just literally seeing Io. Io I'm still a little shocked that Io Shirai got the uh, one. I thought either Charlotte was going to win or and Io Shirai was going to take the pin. But the fact that she won and won in a very fair manner at that. Cause I, even though I think she sent Rhea Ripley to CT Records. She is yeah. a CT. Like, no, nah, Rhea Ripley said she cool. Oh. Cause bro, Thank that God, knee, right? that knee kept hitting right in the forehead. It did. <laughs> she would look knocked the hell out. But uh, I really liked the finish because literally it kept Charlotte involved. 
as well. So it was necessarily like, even though she said on Raw that she necessarily wasn't lost the match, but you held, you could have let go of the figure four leg lock, but you didn't. Um, overall, I liked the match. Io Shirai looked like a real star throughout the entire match, and it's a good way to reset the women's division as well with Io Shirai because Charlotte's unbeatable, straight up. Like, she is unbeatable um, in terms of, like, who's, like, if compared to everybody in NXT. So, I like how they they did the finish. Ray Ripley eating another pin is comical, but at this point, it's whatever because she's literally baby Charlotte in the making. Uh, I'm looking forward to where they go next with the, uh, who's going to be our next opponent and stuff, though. But, uh, thoughts? Um, I... I like, you know, Io Shirai going over. I felt like I didn't really see Charlotte having that much longer of an NXT title run anyway because, you know, nobody else on the roster, you know, can touch her. And nobody. I felt like it was, they were setting something up for her to go move back to the main roster and feud with somebody again. I kind of hope it's not Asuka again because I kind of want to see something else new right with now. Charlotte. <laughs> I'd rather see Charlotte versus like Bianca Belair or something. Yeah, I can see that. Um, anything else you want to add? All right. Yep. Cool match though. I enjoyed it. It wasn't nothing, you know. I mean, if the crowd was the match, would have been a ten out of ten. Because yeah. it's just EO Shiraz a combination. You know? But. Yeah, I respect it. Yeah, I hear you. So, let's go ahead and move on. from uh, Before we get into our top 20 wrestlers list, uh, wrestlers and uh, joint in the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, so, it's been very active the past couple of weeks in regards to how people have either switched, turn, switched sides, stayed true to their sides, or outright showed their pure ass, asshole ways. Um, Daytra, mm-hmm. I'll kind of let you handle it because you, like, you, you stay on wrestling Twitter more than I pay attention to, so I'll let you handle. So, are you talking about wrestlers that show their butt cheeks because it's Black Lives Matter stuff? Yeah. So Jericho, Jericho, Jackson Jericho, Riker. Jericho, Jackson Riker, Jericho. Um, Don't forget, uh, Coach Jackson Brandy Riker, Rhodes. Brandy Who? Rhodes, Brandy Rhodes, Jericho, Jackson Riker, Brandy Rhodes. What Brandy Rhodes say? Oh, she she talking about where was she hit? Basically, where was Black Lives Matter when I was whoop de whoop then? So. Uh, uh, no, not like she said. She was talking about like she was never accepted by the black community because of the way she talked, walking, woo up. So she didn't feel like she had to say something because of that. I don't know. Uh, I'm not buying that because you know how many you know black kids have been treated like that, and you know eventually came overcame that, and you know still realized that you know we're still black people. We still you know as a whole are being treated differently. We're not just you know. But anyway, I, I get it. No, hey, just also, just say, like, you're the same thing because of, like, political reasons. Like, not political yeah. reasons of who you vote for, who you 
Stanley Ham, but reasons as in like my brand. You are what you say? My brand, and I am yeah, I'm a black brand, and yeah. or you don't know what Tony Khan to say if y'all come out here and say this and stuff like that. Not Tony Khan, but the big Khan, the, uh, the dude that actually owns the son. But um, I forgot that. Concept. You don't know what they say if such and such and such and such were to happen, like stuff like that. You know, you don't know. So all in all, uh, he just when he comes like to fandom and things like that. Of course, everybody on the troll. The first thing somebody want to say is uh, all lives matter. When somebody say black lives matter, just to troll or get to get blocked. But um. Yeah, it's a, it's a crazy, crazy, crazy turn of events for wrestling Twitter on that. I kind of don't remember because this week has been going extremely slow but fast at the same time. So I really don't remember who else said something stupid. I know Jackson, Jackson Rocker went completely dark after he said he believed in what his president saying and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Well, with Jackson Riker, to kind of add a little more backstory to that, uh, he went dark for not only because... He uh, looked like a ding-dong at Kevin Owens and various other wrestlers said, gee, shut the hell up. But I guess supposedly Jackson Riker has a half-black sister and mentioned mm-hmm. or has a sister. I don't know. I looked at the – I followed her on the, uh, Twitter because I'm like, uh, to see if I get on the podcast and uh, go in. But uh, that didn't seem like it was going to work out. But either way, uh, she mentioned that he has a half-black um has half black family members so because her kids are half black so with that being said and i think she said her husband or boyfriend's half black whatever something like that but so his he definitely looked like a fool at that point so he went darkened for multiple reasons so, but uh definitely everybody Datra mentioned jericho looked like a goddamn dingbat more than anything um Brandy Rhodes, uh, you have a flat ass, so you, I don't <laughs> accept you regardless. I'm just keep it all the way real. Um, <laughs> it, it's sad. Um, like it's unfortunate. You probably have to look at. I might sense that, but either way, hold that L, Brandy Rhodes. But either way, um, shut the fuck up. Plain and simple. It's not, and also shout out to Randy Orton for uh, figuring it out. Thank you. That's all we got to say. Migos Orton is back, plain and simple. So, and I was, I will also say this. I applaud all wrestlers who have openly spoken up because wrestling is a very conservative, right winged uh, sport. And the fact that you guys are going against the grain. It's good. It's it's really good to hear. It's really good to see. Um, and it's important as well because it's just like, hey, it makes those people either A, uncomfortable, or B, have to have these type of conversations with people and be open-minded, hopefully. So, it is what it is. Um, when it comes to that, also, once again, shout out to Kevin Nash because we already knew he was a real one regardless. But it's always funny seeing him go in on people at these times. It just brings a lot of joy for him seeing him bring white tears to the timeline by making other white people cry. So, respect. Oh, folks. Exactly. So, respect Kevin Nash. Respect Kevin Owens. Uh, of course, we got the most respect for the New Day and all of that. But I'm sure it boosts 
their morale in the locker room, seeing the support that they, the support that is coming in from like their peers. So good to see. Um, also, if it really means anything, Hulk Hogan's ex-wife is banned oh, from uh, AEW. Plus Hulk Hogan. So, but that means literally nothing, honestly. Because um, who cares about Hulk Hogan and his former wife who lives off his name? Uh, all right, Raw is getting very lit right now. Um, What'd you say? My bad. I have to tell my brother to, you know, quiet down. What'd you say? I, I was talking about uh that AEW band, the Hogans. Oh, thank you. Because you saw the blonde white woman older. Sonny literally just showed her butt entirely. Oh, uh, yeah. That was the other one I was thinking of. She was talking about, like, oh, I'm not this and that because I don't date black guys. It's just my preference. It was like, who cares? You could have kept that shit to yourself. He, she went really far with it. Oh, she, she went in more? Yeah, I... I I can't find it, but she went far into it to the point that people were just going in. Like, every podcast I listened to didn't even bother mentioning what she said. They just said Sonny showed her ass. Let's see. Yeah. Sonny. Literally and, you know, figuratively. Because apparently she has OnlyFans, according to Jim Ross. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Even on. Let's see. Nope. Nope. People was calling for her to get taken out the um, WWE Hall of Fame, which you know who the heck cares at that point. But. It's funny because her Twitter—I think this is her official Twitter—says WWE Hall of Fame or Sunny. I'm sure she deleted the tweets, but I can't find nothing. Yeah, I can't yeah, she find deleted nothing. them, Johns. Because the only thing I see is the fact that she has recently got an OnlyFans, and she promotes this OnlyFans often. Whoever's throwing uh, this type of money towards an old ass, uh, how old is she? She's born in 1972. I don't feel like doing math, but you like seeing old ass white women, uh, then go ahead and do that, might be my guess. But uh, that's rather unfortunate. But we don't support races on this podcast, nor do we support ignorant ass white people on this podcast. We call them people. What is it? You damn Neanderthals. Anyway. There we go. Uh, as, as Omar said, damn Neanderthals. But let's go ahead and move on. Uh, top 20 wrestlers list. So, once again, as I mentioned, this list was extremely hard to do. Uh, it sucks because some of my favorite wrestlers had to be, uh, as I like to say, honorable mentioned. But it be that way sometimes. They're still my favorites. But. I can't help it that some people on this list deserve to be a little bit higher. And as I look now, I'm about to make a slight adjustment now because I'm like, yo, this nigga, it's too soon to have this nigga too high. This high. Um, I'm just, way. I'm just going with the punches on mine, bro. I'm yeah. moving within my list. I always do. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going the same. Yeah. But uh, honorable mentions. Uh, my uh, honorable mentions. Involve uh, Roman Reigns, like we mentioned earlier, he just doesn't like he has the resume, but he also doesn't have memorable title reigns, and that is the only thing really hurting Reigns at this point. And, and, and though he still has a a lot more in his career to go, but it's he's still compared to 
Seth Rollins who made my list. He he still has a he still is missing like that memorable title reign, which because thing is I think he's what six seven time champion with not a memorable title reign. So because each time he was about to have a memorable one, either a he got hurt, b uh drugs, c uh Goldberg popped up and he decided I didn't want to catch COVID and or get kicked to the head, um and c life and cancer so. All of yep. situations, but but yeah. So. Um, my honorable mention: Sting, Roman. You don't got Sting? Uh, no, bro. Um, that was another thing. I, I, that was hard for me too. Everybody on this list has had a better career than Sting. Everybody, even a big red monster. Um, uh, Sting. Uh, do I have Bret Hart on here? I probably had him on here just to... No, I don't care for Bret Hart anyway. Not Bret Hart. Nigga, what? Uh, I didn't put Bret Hart on there. Fuck that nigga. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, is that it? I don't really... I don't really, uh... Okay, uh, Tyler, your honorable mentions. Uh, so my honorable mentions, I put. Let me pull up my list. My honorable mentions were CM Punk. No, 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 no. I'm looking at the wrong part. My honorable mentions were Mick Foley, Sting. Um, did I put Bret Hart? Wild. I put Seamus in my honorable mention. Seamus is another honorable fuck? mention. Seamus was very close to making this list. Extremely it's the Shane close. Kang and Rash my thing is he, really could, he really could be in my top 10, but he doesn't necessarily have that much of an impact on wrestling. That's oh, Jeff Hardy. He has that was another athlete. person. Hardy yeah, Jeff Hardy is another honorable mention, yes. Because we do a top 20, right? Yeah. Alright, cool. Because it was 25 and I was like, I ain't gonna throw a hit Jeff Hardy on that. But um, um Yeah. Uh, that boy that I can't mention his name. I can't I can't do that. Ben you know, okay, like Ben haven't even had like a, a career where you could be like, oh, he's top twenty either. Like Ben career one better than Kurtz and one better than Jericho's, one better than Edges. Like he, he was just known as being that technical guy on the roster. Well, that's why he's in my honorable mention. Now if we he ain't top twenty five. Uh, that, that's that's arguable. Yeah. That could be. Yeah, South twenty five, bro. Okay. I I will put it if I wanted to. I will put him in my top twenty five. Like, as but much no, as for, he is, you know, a, for reasons that we all know, he's still one of the like in terms of all time. He's there, he, like purely. It's purely off like technical ability. It's like. How, what's a basketball player we can... Let me look at my top 50 basketball player list and see if I can find somebody who's like... That's the Chris Benoit of, bas- of wrestling. <laughs> that's fucked up to say, um, too, by the way. Uh, hmm. Okay, I hate to say this. 
Jason Kidd is a good example of who Chris Benoit is, G. Jason Kidd. No. John Stockton. There we no no no. Yeah, no, okay. no yeah, yeah, let's go with uh Jason Kidd. Yeah. Like he had a strong like two two, three year run and then after that he was like even though like he was still an all star, but like he had a two, three year run where he's arguably top five, top ten, depending who you talk to. Man, you but, can even say you can even say somebody like, um, what's my man's name? Um, Clyde Drexler. He won the big. He won the big one. It's just not as good as the other people before him, or they did compare him to. I'm gonna let you know now, Daytrail. Next time we do our top fifty player list, Clyde Drexler might not make that shit. <laughs> yeah, we, we talked about that the other day. Yeah, too. me and Tyler had to talk outside the pod. This is not to stave off the list real quick, but. Uh, I like NBA TV was just had a habit of showing Clyde Drexler games in that Portland team. That nigga was probably the least unimpressive player I saw on the court. It's it's not like it's like his two K version of him is very unrealistic. If it wasn't a fast break transition, or that nigga just got a somehow got super open cut into the basket, he wasn't doing shit. He was useless in half court. I see why Jordan felt disrespected. Speaking of which, I need to add that. I took that personally to the soundboard. But he might not make my top 50. Let it be known now. But, um... <laughs> so, yeah. Just throwing hey, man, out. when Anthony Davis back this look, be prepared for folks to be in the top 25. When he went hey, that chip. With defense player of the year. He's there now. He's there. He's there. And God forbid yep. if Giannis gets that freaking MVP defense player of the year combo. I'm not ready for that oh, but going back to going going back to the honorable mentions list, I'm letting you guys know now. I put Hogan on my honorable mentions due to personal reasons. That's the only reason he's on it. <laughs> you got Hogan on your list? Do that nigga honorable, honorable mentions. mentions. He yeah. do that nigga honorable mentions. <laughs> Damn. I guess. I understand his, his impact, but, you know, other than that, I didn't like, I did not care for him as a wrestler or as a person. So, Bro, Bruno San Martino not in my list, bro. Bruno I'm not, shouldn't I never be on the list. San Martino match in my life, and I don't win. I'm sorry. Look, man. Look, man. In turn, like, come on, bro. Like, I understand. Because literally, I could have put Ricky the Dragon Steamboat on my list. I didn't. I've seen a Ricky the Dragon Steamboat match, but I ain't seen no Bruno San Martino match. We've all seen Ricky. I'm pretty sure between at least us two, we've seen uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. But, yeah, another honorable mention that I... Uh, Kane is in my honorable mentions. Uh, he's just there. Kane! Kane, <laughs> Kane is, in, not, is an honorable mention. He did not, he did not make my list. Uh... You did not make my list, unfortunately. As much as I wanted to put Kane in there, he's he's top twenty five though. He's top twenty five, but he's not there. Um, who was another honorable mention? You mentioned Sheamus. Uh, to even kind of like Sheamus has probably one is probably one of the most accomplished wrestlers of all time. Yeah, his accolades. He's one of the very few. I think he's one of two guys he's, who's ever won. Money in the Bank, King of the Ring, and Royal Rumble. With the other one would be Edge. Yep. 
And he is he's won. and he's Grand Slam. And he's Grand Slam. So uh Seamus is very accomplished. Shout out to that. Seamus definitely there. Yeah. Um I put Big Show on my top and I mean in my honorable mentions too. Yeah. Big Show but he would definitely round out at top thirty, I believe. Yeah, he would round out if top he was 30. supposed to. Yeah, a big show's there. It was somebody else I was just about to say. Um, I Owen wanted Hart. to put. Uh, no, no, that no. I, oh, I was about to say such a. Yeah, evil I personally joke. believe my list probably better than y'all. Not to be that guy, but the fact that y'all got Sting and some people on his show, y'all left some people out. And I already knows I'm about to hit y'all with this wrestling work. Also, uh, Edge is honorable mention. Yeah, oh, man. about to get hit with the smoke. Yeah, Edge is honorable. I couldn't. He, he, rated our superstar. He's on my list, but he's not no honorable. The first, the first person to win the Money in the Bank. Hey, be that way sometimes. Like, G. come on, G. Beat Kofi up to get in that hell of a sale match to win the ultimate opportunities. He yeah. did do Kofi bogus too. <laughs> Kofi had a horrible was, strain of luck. <laughs> That's why eleven years oh. is so impactful, G. <laughs> I still remember that moment. He came down the ramp as Kofi was doing his entrance. He pushed that man into the steps face first. Then, for whatever reason, he just went ballistic. He gave that man a concerto on the steps. Like it was bad enough that he hit his head. <laughs> it was unnecessary. I ordered that pay per view. <laughs> then he won the match, bro. I was pissed. I ordered that pay per view. I was devastated. <laughs> I was like, "Nigga, Going back why?" There, I kind of laughed at it, but no. But uh, but yeah. Uh, also, uh, I feel like Finn Balor is an honorable mention as well. Damn, I know I was missing somebody else. Yeah, Finn Balor is also honorable mention because factor oh, um, in Charlotte Flair is an honorable mention for me too. Low key. Who? Charlotte Flair. Know what, G? We're starting the list. Charlotte Flair's number 20. <laughs> <laughs> she number 20 for you? She's number 20. <laughs> She's the GOAT. She's the GOAT woman's wrestler, G. <laughs> As I watch her now, her Oscar's having a classic. But, G, <laughs> Charlotte, in terms of accomplishments, why is Nia Jax back? Um, but yeah, Charlotte, in terms of just what what she's done for women's wrestling and accomplishment, she's dang near ten time women's champion in no time. Uh, literally in no time, it's filthy. Did uh, Charlotte just win the belt? Please don't tell me she just won the belt, G. No, that was a non title match. Okay, bro, I was about to cry. <laughs> I was really about to cry, G. And then I was about to say number nineteen is Charlotte Flair, but um. But all seriousness, though, uh, Charlotte, she literally was one of the carriers of the four horse women. Uh, she was a raw talent at that. Like, she, even though like she's a flair child, she literally wasn't like groomed to be a wrestler. She just said one day I'm gonna be a wrestler, and things just worked out. And literally, she's the goat in terms of women's wrestling, the goat. And I respect her for it in every way possible. Nia Jax is beating the holy hell out of Oscar is gonna make me cry. But I'm gonna watch Kinda Chan uh on YouTube before I go to bed. But uh but yeah, Charlotte number twenty. Uh number twenty for me is and this how you know my list shaking. The whole conglomerate of the new day. I respect that. I respect right. that, G. 
I respect it. I'm not mad at it, G. I respect it. Uh, breaking Barriers, the best tag team champions ever. Uh, you know, that's this is how it goes. Uh, I'm sorry, I just saw some funny stuff. But, um, yeah, the New Day. Okay, I respect it. And plus, best tag team, eight-time tag champions, uh, they were good as both heel and faces, and also amongst the stable, they have a world world championship. Yep. Yep. So, not many can do that. Exactly. So, uh, Tyler, you're number twenty. Um, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna throw RVD as my number twenty. I would say RVD is my number twenty because he. You know, he came from the smaller company, you know, it put kind of helped to put them on a more mainstream where he would, you know, pop up on Monday Night Raw in like the mid-90s or late-90s. And um, he's the only he's the only ECW champion to have won the WWE title as well and really the most successful ECW star of all time. He is the most – he is one of a kind. But top 20, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. If y'all was this list my was face, hard, bro. If y'all see my face, I know it was hard, bro. I know it was hard. Like I, I, I have the most respect for RVD. I really do. But top twenty is like he couldn't put the pack down. He really could not put the weed down. Like, please tell me I have this in my CBNA folder, please. I knew you was about to break it up. Please tell me I have this. Oh, here we go. Stay off the weed. It's st- simple, man. That's all he had to do. But, um, okay. Uh, number 19, uh, Kenny Omega. Uh, I feel like I have to put him on this list. Niggas put Kenny Omega on the list? Yes. Um, <laughs> look, man, I feel like I had to find a place for him. Uh, and mainly because a lot of his indie work is really freaking good. Is he overrated to an extent? <laughs> Yes, I will agree to an extent, but because there will be some niggas if you talk to, will say he's top ten all the time, and I will and I have a cap to give you niggas when I see you in person. So I catch you niggas at WrestleMania. A very um, small, tight one. <laughs> but uh, in terms of just tight as hell. <laughs> but in terms Man, of just the cap, I don't. Kenny Omega not even sniffing this list. Like, what he did for the Japanese promotion, I cool. What he did for, that's great. Brock Lesnar did it. AJ Styles did it. So he ain't do nothing different. And he can't even beat Okada. So, like, like, he ain't That's why Okada is number 18. Okay, Okada. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Okada's not on my list. My man can't say happy birthday. (laughs) Bro. (laughs) Right. These niggas cool and all, but they not. They not. Man, 19, nigga, the big red machine came. Um, folks had three different. How about they? Had four character changes always been relevant. Like especially 
And then you put K in the attitude ever in his prime. Who was that big and more athletic than him? Nobody at that point. He was arguably one of the most athletic people. Arguably. Yo, come on, dog. Yeah, he didn't win the belt as much as anybody else, but Kane was forever entertaining, bro. The leader at his angle, fire. Kane had an entrapment angle, and it went over. In which he forcefully put a kid in leader, and it went over. And he chucked so, a fake baby doll into the crowd. People thought it was a real Kane, baby. I can't, I can't. He, he also Jay, won the world title. He, he, he also Ross. beat Randy the one night after winning the money in the bank. Like, come on, so bro. He burnt Jeff Ross. He burnt Jeff Ross alive. <laughs> he got Undertaker's number. Yeah, if he do. That's, we, people don't want to talk about that. He, he, I think he, this is where we do our Googles real quick. Let's go to that website. What's his record against Undertaker? Hold on. <laughs> Let's see. Kane. Hey, who the fuck are all these other niggas? I just want Kane. There we go. Let's see. Also, Kane with the urn is on a different level. Very different. He's at that point. He's very unbeatable. I give him that. Let's see. Kane. Uh, the man was reversing the Undertaker's reversal. Let's see. This really shows how many people Kane. Some of these wrestlers have been around for a long time. Fought a lot of people. Bro, what the fuck? Why not? Please don't tell me they got Undertaker under under the Undertaker. I don't see Undertaker. Why is Undertaker not here? You know what? Okay. Keep going though. Anything else you want to add on Garden Kane? If not, uh, Tyler, go ahead. Yeah, you know, it's Kane. All right, cool. Tyler, go ahead. Uh, Kane is my number nineteen too, actually. Oh, okay, cool. So that gives me more time. Anything else you want to add? Um, I would say my favorite version of Kane was Bald Kane. Me, after he took the mask off. Yeah. Then he sh- then he also put sh- electrocuted Shane at the te- by the testicles with a car battery. Probably. I, believe I don't he did remember that. if it was. But Shane did try to kill him, so that's probably why. Oh, man, I don't want to mention Shane, man. Fuck. Fudge, fudge, I'm surprised fudge. you really did I'm surprised put him there. You, you don't you like how he punch. You hate the man who's punching. God. He's like, he not yet think about it. Let's see. Man, these niggas tag team a lot. Shit. Defeated, defeated, defeated. Kane defeated. Let's see. Yeah, Kane really has a decent record. They don't really say the exact record, but he has a really good record against Undertaker. A really good record. Clean pins, too. So, uh, number 18, uh, my actual number 18 is uh, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. Uh, once again, I have to kind of put a respect on the OGs to some capacity. Uh, Macho Man is one of them. Uh, one of the best promo guys of all time. Uh, hate it or love it, it be that way sometimes. And also, he's the reason why the elbow drop is considered a devastating move. Mm-hmm. He would be higher, but he also beat up women. 
unfortunately. So, that's all I got to say in regards to that. Number 18. Um, My 18 is Bret Hart. No, he wasn't the most, you know, personality-wise, he wasn't the most exciting, but he did put on some some good matches in his day. And he could work face or heel. They were pretty much about the same to me, honestly. You know, he had a good he had a good place in wrestling for a minute, you know, before Goldberg kicked his, his head off. At that point he was washed. Um that's kinda like where we go into the and we kinda feel bad for the guy at that point. But uh but I I'm not mad at it. Bret Hart is I would say he's the first example of a fighting champion in terms of just like for main event wise. Uh and they could put Canada on the map, by the way, in terms of wrestling. Uh, so we have to give him his respect in terms of that, um, in terms of like, he is like the Mount Rushmore of wrestling in terms for technical, but also for Canada, even though like he, he has to be there, uh, multi-time world champion. And he's also very important to wrestling history. Montreal, like you can't talk wrestling without the Montreal screw job. You have to talk about it. So that's important. No matter what promotion. That's why he's that on the Montreal. <laughs> 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 All right, uh, who's your ATG? <laughs> booyaka, booyaka, man! Rey Mysterio, the ultimate underdog. Um, he's not higher on my list because it's a lot of niggas better than him. Um, That's why he's also honorable mention. Y'all don't got Ray Mysterio on your list? The best cruiserweight of all time? Definitely on my list. Chris, I kind of think you're tweaking with that one. but I'm I'm, let you I had him on my list off. at one point. You know, he's actually number 21. Fun fact. Oh, uh, come on. That's Charlotte right. knocked him off. He is the best cruiserweight of all time. That's like not putting the best. Like, if you if you doing like a basketball list, that's like not putting the best person on the team on the on, on that list. Of a team's history, like, come on, bro, it's 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 got Don Ray Mysterio. How many kids he inspired? I love Ray Mysterio, G. His he, bro, his legacy. He's the only nigga from WCW probably still wrestling other than Jericho. You're right. Went to multiple promotions, stood out, and got, he did. Ca- know WWE. what, G? Okay, you're right. Charlotte, sorry I have to knock you out, but Rey Mysterio killed somebody and it's still wrestling. Man. I, I yeah, that's that's vibe multiple knee surgeries that can still jump. And he lost his eye. <laughs> like my man had to try to carry out he had to try to carry a division after freaking Eddie's death. He did. Not a just he a roster, a show. Yeah, mm. bro. So yeah. So yeah, okay. Ray's in my he's top twenty. I sorry, Charlotte. I apologize. Um I got I have yeah, Ray deserves to be in there. Uh so all right. I'm not mad at it though, because Ray's arguably the best cruiserweight of all time. Um and once again he did murder somebody and beat the case. Uh number seventeen, Datra, please don't be mad at me, but uh Seth Rollins. I'm not mad at you, he high on my list. Uh, but Seth Rollins, may, I don't want to 
put him too high solely because I know he, even though he has a kid on the way, so that might dictate a few things. But he still has time to kind of arguably have, make it higher on the list. I just didn't want to put him too high. Cause especially because I couldn't put Roman on the list. And though Seth is leagues better in terms of accomplishments and everything than Roman. And also, it's just like, I just didn't want to put him too high in front of some people I feel like are just all-time greats. Just yet. He has one of the best, some of the most iconic, he has the most iconic WrestleMania moment ever uh, with Cash in. Um, mm-hmm. Two legendary uh, title runs. Um, the original heel run. And I'm also, even though people give it some a hard time, I did like his uh, run at the beginning of the, uh, not this year, last year. I like that. Uh, I I kind of hated his run last year, but everything, and I'll talk about it more when I go on set. When Seth Rollins go on my list, trust me, it's going to be a long time from now. Um, But Seth Rollins is amazing. Definitely. Just that simple. And I go on to him more when it, when it comes comes around, but Seth Rollins is amazing. Yeah. And also, I'm gonna just add this: he uh he he took Sting out. G. You have to respect it. When you take out a legend, you get higher on this list. G. It's, it's certain yeah. ways you just want to get higher on this list. You gotta take out a legend. I'm gonna go into this more detail when we get to a certain physical specimen uh, later. Oh wow! Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Tyler, who's your uh, seventeen? Uh. That man Goldberg is my seventeen. The fuck, nigga Goldberg on your list? Goldberg is on your list. I mean, Goldberg yeah, he's not high. Lord fast squash match, nigga. I'll just okay. Trying to double down on the Goldberg. I know a lot of people love. Use a damn Uncle Remus, you ain't no gangster. Use a niggas. Uncle Remus ass nigga. Goldberg ain't no problem. I don't care if you don't like it. Yeah, I know that. And like, and he's not even like close. Like, he's just like right back, like without a with belts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you called that nigga right back with belts. <laughs> that point, that point alone, that point alone makes drops him into drops him below my top twenty now. That no. that was hilarious. No. Hold on. <laughs> Ryback talks better than Goldberg, bro. Let's keep it all the way from. No, nah, Skip Sheffield talk like he got a feature pediment, bro. I'm going to go with Goldberg on that one. But I thought, bro, when Skip Sheffield got first to WWE, I thought he was deaf. Like, I thought he literally, you were silent. Because I was like, that's cool. WWE hired a deaf guy. And he just, he just really talked like that. I was like, huh. I thought to myself, well, like, it's kind of weird having a deaf guy in WWE. He can't hear ring call out, but or he can't hear when the ref counts it too. But it's still cool. WWE got somebody to do that. <laughs> but like Goldberg sucks. <laughs> and look, bro, I don't hate wrestlers. You know, everybody is a, a at a part of history. And I'm not down to your list. Your list is your list. Personal opinion. But it's time to double down, dog. Goldberg sucks. I don't ha- I don't remember a memorable match. I remember when that nigga got taken out with a baton. I let you win at that. They did sting that nigga. They stung that nigga. Shout out to Kevin Nash. <laughs> also, Kevin Nash is an honorable mention, by the way. Um, 
Um, I guess I will replace him with um. I will replace him with Jericho then. Jericho wasn't on your list. He was higher up. Then who you replacing? Okay. Uh, mine is Batista. I don't know, D. It was, it was a little hard. I know it's hard, bro. So, it's, I definitely, like I said, I can't knock Batista's your list. Batista's your 17. Goldberg ass. <laughs> but mine is uh, Batista. So, okay. It's the animal. Um, Batista was higher up for me. He not that high on my list. His pent as not the man 10. was always overshadowed by John Cena. Um, why his heel turn was justified. Always overshadowed by Cena. Make that heel turn. When you think about it, make that put the spotlight on me even better. I want my spotlight, um, nigga. <laughs> Classic. But yeah. Uh, but Batista, he just don't have the longevity as some of the greats when it comes to wrestling. Mm. Um, so that's why I can't necessarily put him high. If he had the longevity of somebody like Cena or somebody like Triple H who's in all honesty, I know he's not on nobody's number one, but Triple H can be anybody's number one wrestler of all time. And I won't be mad. Of his I longevity, how do you reinvent himself and stuff like that? Um, but like Batista is great. He had title wins. He had memorable matches. I think his best match is probably with Taker at Mania. But at the end of the day, a lot of people call John Cena out for his five moves. Batista was a spine busting Batista bomb, bro. And a couple of suplexes. Yep. He was just so hype. Yeah, he was hype as heck. And that entrance is top five. Definitely. Top five. Always. So. so I, I that's it for me. All right. Who's next? Uh, Number 16 is Bret Hart. We already went over Bret Hart. Uh, nothing else to really add in regards to that. Uh, let me go back to my list. Uh, we had 16, right? Yeah. Let's get it. The phenomenal AJ Styles. Ooh, I got AJ a little higher. This is my 16. Um, no, but I think people have a better career. You know, I can switch AJ out with some people like, you know, Edge and stuff like that. But I think Edge just enters it out for coming back with a broken freaking neck. That they told him if he wrestled again, he would paralyze. But um, AJ Styles, the biggest knock for him, and I would say he didn't come to WWE sooner. Yeah, but to even have more classic matches with more people. And the um, reason why I kind of have him higher. He went to Japan. Didn't... The reason why I have him a little higher on my list is because he carried a br- his a brand on his own. That's kind of why I have him. No, higher. definitely, he carries the company on his own too. That's what um, I mean. Carry the whole company, brand, same thing, shit. <laughs> TNA days, he did his thing in Japan, was the leader of the Bullet Club when Fergal Devin He is an amazing, amazing, amazing uh, competitor. Um, but it's just like, I think he should have came to the E sooner. I know the E is not the only world, the wrestling don't revolves around the E, but it, it, the, the sun revolves around, I mean, the wrestling world don't revolve around the E, but the E revolves around the wrestling world. And I say that in a sense of it's always you ain't the biggest star until you make it there. And he exactly. made it there, but he could have made it sooner. He could have had better matches with better people. Understand why he did it because he did it because he knew if I make my name better, everybody in WWE will have no 
other way but to make me a star. Uh, but and that's what he is. AJ is amazing. If we was to do a list of like people like that's like 2008 on, then AJ will probably be five. <laughs> but we can't do that list. So yeah. Yeah. Um, my number sixteen, Booker T. Booker T is definitely She's not on my list. Nice yeah, wait, let me see if there's nice. a black dude we, on my list. Look, I had to put well, somebody okay. black, bro. Other yeah. than The Rock. Yeah, I understand that, but and I, it's I almost I almost didn't want to even put The Rock in my in my top ten. I really almost did. Okay, hurry up, Chris, because Kyle about to get nigga what? It was almost for the same reasons why you said Batista wasn't top ten. Okay, there was a stout difference. In but I know, I know, I know, as a great, it didn't mean the best in leaving early because there's. Okay, we we'll get there with Rock. We we'll get there when we we'll get to Rock. It's gonna be a long time. We we'll get there when we get to Rock. But Booker um, T is my sixteen. I felt like he, as far. He, I had to put him on there because for me he holds a, a sentimental spot, you know, just as a black wrestler, you know. Yeah. He's one of the he's really the first black wrestler I saw before the rock actually. Same. And you know, just that representation, you know, that meant a lot to me as a kid. And he definitely had a good character that I latched on to. He was always one of my favorite wrestlers growing up. You know, if if things were a little different, like I think we had this conversation before Chris, like if things were different back in the day for Booker T, like if he would have kind of got on that solo run a little earlier, they could have or really could have. I they I felt like they almost did. They were gonna try to push him as like, you know, he was the Michael Jordan of wrestling in a sense of you know he had the the six championships and you know the way that he was getting pushed as a face towards the end of WCW, but it didn't really pan out that way. But as far as his, you know, historically, like he was probably, he's arguably the greatest black wrestler of all time. If, if, um, WCW would have won the war, he probably would have been on my list. But unfortunately, the moment he stepped foot in that E, with all the spinning roonies and the nappy hair, he just went that guy, man. It's What's his like, fault, though? It's it's triple. <laughs> if triple if Triple H let him go over, bro, Booker T will be concrete number. He'll be top twenty easily. But yes, he is one of the best re- black wrestlers ever. He's arguably number one. Uh, the Rock is black, bro. It, it, the Rock is black, but he don't act well. He he does act okay. Rock is still number one, but in terms of pure pure like legit, that's a nigga. Booker Ron T Simmons. Was the first black and if you look at the resume, bro. If you look at the resume, bro. We gotta look at the resume. Like yes, Ron Simmons is the first black champ. The first. We have the uh, most respectful Ron Simmons here. He's businessman's favorite nigga. But but gee, it's like Booker T is just in terms of just like yo, he has a better resume. It's just the rock is also part black. We just acknowledge it. WWE acts like he isn't black until Black History Month. So, like, hey. But uh, all right, 
so we on what number fifteen? Uh, my number fifteen uh-huh. is Sting. Uh, I don't know why you niggas don't have Sting on this list, but once again, it's whatever. Um, Sting is literally one of the best wrestlers in WCW, WCW history. He was part of the Four Horsemen. Uh, the nigga literally went from Ultimate Warrior Junior to uh, becoming a character of that nigga from the Crow movies and, and literally made life hell for the NWO by himself. So I have to give him the utmost respect for that. Uh, he literally was helped keep TNA afloat as well, even though that is one of the worst decisions of his life, because if he was to go to WWE, I'm sure he'd be on you niggas' list. But I still have to have Sting in his list. I feel like he's one of the, he's a very important figure in terms of wrestling in every way, uh, especially just for his WCW years. I have to put, have, keep Sting on his list. I couldn't find the platform. Uh, it's on me, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ric Flair is 15. Yo, what? He is low. He is low. He calls somebody a I'm, nigger. I'm not putting him on my list. Keeping that same energy. You what? <laughs> that same energy. If you can give me an excuse for calling that, for him calling people... <laughs> excuse he apologized on like a certain orange and yellow wearing guy. <laughs> Why do he gotta call somebody a nigger? <laughs> I understand, G. Okay. But no, because, uh, look, you a bigger Ric Flair stand than I do. You probably got to be your top ten. Unfortunately, I don't. Top three. I think Ric Flair was was the best trash, one of the best trash talkers. He was an amazing wrestler for his time. But as time goes on, as age goes on, and wrestling is not like basketball. It's not always merited about what you did in your career with your championship and stuff like that because all that's predetermined. But it's your work rate. And what you got to show for, what you have done, your impact. Rick Fair has an amazing impact. But what some of these niggas have done that's ahead of him that I can just spit, hey, she never was born. She never been born in the freaking 50s or 40s. He can't help that. <laughs> I know you can. They be like that sometimes. Oh, oh my God. All right, G. Tyler, uh, Datra, go ahead, G. I mean, Tyler, go ahead, G. My number 15 was Batista. We already talked about him. All right, cool. Uh, my number 14 is Daniel Bryan. Uh, Daniel Bryan, literally, we got to factor in some of the indie work as well, legend in that terms of that aspect. Uh, the best technical wrestler in modern wrestling, as in presently, I uh, have to give him that respect. And the man literally had one of the most memorable moments of the past decade in terms of wrestling, G. That Yes movement was different, G. Different. And that was an act on, by his own accord with the fans. A lot of people can't generate that by themselves, G. And he did that. I have to give him respect. Uh, I think he's... Is he close to being a Grand Slam champion yet? Close. He should already be. He's WWE. He won the World Heavyweight. He won the Intercontinental. He won the Tag Team Belts a couple times. He won the United States. Let me see. Cause is he Grand Slam? Because he should be Grand Slam. 
Daniel Bryan. You should already. Let's see. Y'all, Captain. Daniel Bryan better than most of these niggas on the list. Look, he man, I wanted to put Daniel Bryan on there, G, but his neck, his head, and the fact that he was on the verge of being Chris Benoit 2.0 is kind of what. Don't know. Niggas don't know the real dragon, the real American dragon out here, bro. Yeah, look, G, I have respect I for the American dragon. 13 is Jericho. It's always F all lives matter. But Chris Jericho is better than some people's favorite better wrestlers. I mean, favorite wrestlers. Um, it's just the way it is. Wait, what number are we on again? 14. 13. 14? 14? Yeah. Oh, Edge. My bad. Edge. The Raider off. My 14 was, uh, yeah, I'm putting Edge. He dropped out of my top 10 when I really had to break it down. So, yeah, Edge is like, he rounds out in the top 15 at 14. He's arguably one of the greatest, if not the greatest heel of all time, because that heel run was, was legendary. There's a guy named Randall um, Keith Orton who would like to have a word with you. And I'm going to get to that. Um, he, he has, you know, the accolades that, you know, that builds his resume up. You know, he just, he was one of the best wrestlers of his era and, yeah, he's he's my number fourteen. Oh yeah, confirmation. Dan Bryant is a Grand Slam champion plus a Triple Crown champion. So respect. Uh, okay, I, I edge. I'm not mad at. Uh, I kind of like I say I regret. And the way I kind of regret not having Edge on the list, but to kind of co-sign what you guys uh, mentioned, he's also a prime example of literally somebody starting from the bottom and literally working his way to the main event as well. So. Shout out to Edge in that aspect because we remember Edge as the nigga part of the brood. And then Edge and Christian. Uh, and then literally had a res- a very respectable mid-card run. A memorable feud with Kurt Angle. And then proceeded to have uh, one of the uh, one of the most impactful Money in the Bank changes of all time. Shout out to John Cena for taking that pin. Uh, number 13, AJ Styles. Uh, as Dave Trill mentioned... Uh, Datra had him earlier, but everything he said, and like I mentioned, he carried TNA slash Impact for years, he decades. <laughs> what decade? That's what that way. Um, like he like literally the nigga probably did it all for TNA. Uh, he was there, their star in the making from the very jump, and he became their star. Held on to it. Kurt Angle was there. He still was holding it, holding that mantle as like the Mr. TNA, Mr. Impact. Respect AJ. Then goes to New Japan, does his thing there. Then comes to WWE. Older, a little washed up. Can't do. They don't allow him to do the Styles Clash as much because his niggas might die. But gee, he still did his thing in WWE. And he's he's been what, what five um, years now? Five years. Since 2016, so that's about... About four years. So, literally, in WWE for four years, and, like, literally, he's past his prime, and he still puts on better matches than niggas who've been on the roster for ever. Let's put it that way. He might be a hot take, but he he probably got the best matches out of John Cena. Yes. Yes. In the last... Yeah, I I would definitely say that. No, I I think ever. 
I think he has had the best matches. You know, CM Punk probably has seen his best few. Or oh, Randy, well, I'll give that the like, edge. I still give it the edge. And like, but in terms of like, like just nuclear, how much that Chicago that that match in Chicago, bro, and how crazy it was. It really started to turn like that. We hate seeing stuff. Really started to <laughs> towards that time, but um. I would say this. Um, who are we talking about? AJ. AJ. Oh, AJ. AJ, I think he brought out a fuse. It was amazing. It was kind of looking in the mirror of TNA. AJ was that guy, even though you, they always had legends and stuff trying to, you know, run the business. Like- but AJ always was that guy. And Cena was always that guy in WWE. And they, they had not one bad match. Not one mid match. And the main people, I think it really AJ. Not to give AJ too much credit, but it it helped remove the moniker of that Cena can't wrestle. Like yeah, tag they, they both. No, wait, that got removed before AJ. I know, but like it, it totally removed. It, it was a reminder. Like the like, CM Punk stuff, the CM Punk stuff kind of removed that moniker. The um Daniel Bryan matches, but just the Daniel Bryan matches, but all in all, it was the Cena open challenges. That removed that, that moniker. That, yeah, that oh, too. yeah. But I think AJ totally, like, removed it where it was like, okay, G, like, he can... It's like, you can't say it no more. It's kind of like when people say... uh, It was kind of like when... It was kind of like when LeBron beat the Warriors. It was kind of like, okay, we can't say that no more. We just can't. Like, it's, it's no point even saying, like, this nigga can't win. So, but uh, y'all number 13s. Uh, 13, Jericho. I said that a little bit earlier, but Jericho's Jericho. Uh, y'all probably have him high on my list, but I'm not the biggest fan of Jericho, so that's why I probably don't have him high on the list. Never would be a huge fan of Jericho, but I just think his career speaks for itself. Three promotions now, absolutely amazing. Has been champion all the three promotions. I not the biggest. I'm not the biggest fan of his character work. But he was able to keep his character relevant for how many years? It's been over decades. Oh, decades. 25. Decades. And always reinventing it. Yeah. Always reinventing it. So. Character fresh. Uh, all right, Tyler, go ahead. Um, We on 13, right? Yes. Yeah. My 13 was Daniel Bryan. Okay. Daniel okay. Bryan's my 13. Ain't mad at him. We already went over DB. Uh, and once again, Daniel Bryan could easily crack as a guy who could possibly top top ten. And if we was just talking about purely wrestling and ring work, Daniel Bryan would be probably top five. Um, if we was talking about purely in ring work, but uh, Daniel Bryan can also crack top ten when it's all said and done as well, depending on what he do to close out his career. Uh, but number twelve, ah oh, man. <laughs> Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar is my number 12. Uh, oh, that's a surprise. I wanted to put Brock so much higher, G. I want to say Brock is top 10, but it's just the longevity. And, like, to me, what makes some of these dudes in my top 10 top 10 is longevity more than anything outside of The Rock. Uh, and when it comes to Brock Lesnar, it was just like, yeah, like this current, his current run, even though he's part-time as shit, uh, but 
in these like if he just had a consistent like run like a John Cena type run I I would even settle for a Batista type run it would make his case so much freaking easier to say he's top 10 oh. arguably top 5 because first Brock Lesnar run great matches consistently he literally had made a, he had a freaking title match with Hardcore Holly and that was a really good match um so he dropped him on his neck Chop that nigga right on his neck, and he was pissed. <laughs> he was triggered, <laughs> but uh, but literally, we never seen anything like Brock Lesnar before. Uh, just first run Brock Lesnar is legendary in itself because all he did, because that nigga literally won the Rumble. One, wait, he won King of the Ring, then he won the Rumble. Won a ch- one got slapped into the main event. Won oh. the uh, won the world title. Held it for a good long time. Threw threw a threw a nigga with one leg down the stairs in a wheelchair <laughs> is something we'll never forget ever. And on top of it all, on top of it all, G, he bear hugged the life out of Hulk Hogan, G. He's that. <laughs> that is one of the greatest moments I've seen on SmackDown ever. That don't get they they like bringing up. Oh man, the ring exploded. That nigga blew up Hulk Hogan's insides, G, with a bear hug. He's the reason he had to need another hip replacement. Because Brock said, that man, that nigga, G. By the place. Hulk Hogan, come on, brother, you're a little bit too tight now. <laughs> <laughs> like, G, as a kid, I was like, you know what, G? Brock Lesnar's is great, dope, bro. He also, Brock Lesnar, see, once again, Brock Lesnar has the case. Off the first run alone, it's just it was cut short. He has the best WWE wrestling game. That's not no yes. mercy. Yeah. Here comes the pain is a classic, to the point where people want it remastered. So come on, yeah. G. Like, but uh, Brock Lesnar is just he his career cut short. He did have a really good UFC career. If we was to factor that in, he'll probably be number one, uh, because he's a legit a threat. And then his part time run is is still really good, like really freaking good. Um, put some fun matches and all the sorts, fun moments as well. It's just if he just had even a semblance of like a like a extended run, it would be no case that he's top ten. It's just that is I, my my top ten is just based off on longevity, plain and simple. So yeah, but Brock Lesnar personally is top is one of my top two ever. To me, personally, one of my faves. I feel you on that. So, y'all number two. Uh, the funny thing is, he's my 13 as well. So. No, we're Wait, 12. 12. 12. He's my 12 as well. Okay. AJ is my 12. Okay, cool. Uh, my number 11 is Jericho. Uh, yeah, he's a little higher. There was a point where he was 10, but... Uh, before we start this podcast, I switched them out with who is my current number 10. Uh, the manga shit kind of pushed them out to 10, unfortunately. Uh, it's <laughs> unfortunate, but... And unfortunately, I have somebody who is manga's fuck in my top 10, but... That guy did uh, too much for wrestling where I had to... It, it just fucked it up. But Jericho, uh, still personally one of my favorite wrestlers ever. Uh, he has an accomplishment. He is the first undisputed WWE champion ever. Um, he beat The Rock and Stone Cold in one night. 
I just finished watching Avengers again. And I remember as a kid ordering that pay-per-view thinking The Rock is about to win it all. And when I saw that nigga beat The Rock, I was like, what the hell is going on here, G? But I was always a fan of Jericho, uh, his promo work. Even the WCW days, he, I just was a fan of his work then. Uh, and then his character on freaking WCW was just fun to play with as well, too. So, uh, but yeah. Yeah. Um, but also the list that the list that he brought back that started in WCW. It did. So like it was he, just different. It was a little different. It was actually the list that he did in WCW was a bunch of different moves that he knows how to do. Exactly. He was because it was saying, because like, Dean Malinka was known as the man of one thousand holes and he was like, I can do one thousand moves pretty much. So yeah. I was so Jericho just always found ways to keep himself fresh, like Natrell mentioned. In various ways, to the point where he went from wearing tights—I mean, uh, the long tights—to uh, to the to the briefs. So, respect to Jericho. And each time he came back, it was a big deal. So, that in enough says all you need to know. Even though it's AEW, he's the face of AEW, and I get that shit flack, but um, he's kind of one of the more watchable reasons to watch AEW. Even though he refers to black people as thugs in their faces, so. That is all. Y'all numbers 11s. We on 11s? The man himself, Seth Rollins. Same, same, same. The GOAT of the new school. Uh, Like, just what he's doing right now just shows how great Seth Rollins is. You give him shit. He's going to make that the baby's verse because I don't know the rest of it. (laughs) <laughs> so, like, he is an amazing, amazing, amazing god darn um, uh, wrestler. And, uh, personally, I don't, I don't, I don't know who can top him in the school or what he's done. He's the, everybody in the show is a dance now. But Seth Rollins, I think, has held every single thing. Yep. Um, he had it all. Yeah. Like, except for the 24-7 championship. But... Right, but my man's... My man's is just... Just his character where his wrestling matches he had slapped. NXT time, he was amazing. One of the goats from ROH, Tyler Black, slept on. Uh, people just don't know. It's just Seth freaking Rollins. He had his heel... His heel moments, he was, he was one of the best heels of all time. And I can clearly say that. When he was part of the authority, he was a chicken crap heel that people hate. And when he was um, when, right now on the Monday Night Messiah, he's the heel that everyone loves. Uh-huh. Everyone can't wait to see more of. So, so yeah, Seth Rollins is amazing. Also held the WWE and the United States Championship back to back, retired Steve, uh-huh. and owning a while holding them up. So, like, come on, G. And got the best, got. Darn WrestleMania moment of all time. So, okay. My man, Seth. Dang, man. Dang, man. He has a. His WWE record's ass. What'd you say? I'm looking at his record, uh, his win loss record in WWE. That shit's ass, but I'm pretty sure that's the heel work factors into that shit, so. Can't do nothing about that. Yeah. I think, but what's his pay per view work? I think his pay per view work is crazy. 
because uh, this combines all of them, uh, unfortunately, which is the annoying part. I did not know he was he was twenty and four. In, oh, that was NXT. I thought that was TNA. I was about to say yo, <laughs> I don't even remember this guy. But uh, pay per view record because it combines all of it is fifty seven and forty two, which is compared to most wrestlers, that's really freaking good. Compared to most wrestlers. But yeah, so uh, I respect also, Rain Man. Also, he's the first NXT champion. And the oh, only was also the NXT, NXT champion to, to um, I don't think he's ever wrestled at a takeover. Nope, he never <laughs> did. He never did because I don't think they were doing takeovers at that point. So, be that FCW way. champion, NXT champion, won both the big belts, won Money in the Bank. Come on, dog. Won, did he win the Royal Rumble? Yep. On, that, was the year. Yeah, he, that was last he, year. Yeah, he has he beat Brock Rumble. twice in the same year at two major pay-per-views. He beat him at WrestleMania and SummerSlam. That's damn near unheard of. Yep. Come on, brother. They, they beat Brock in twice in a year. Um, so I ain't mad at it. Like I'm not mad at it at having uh Seth close to the top ten. Uh so number ten is you know what? Because fuck this nigga. Uh, and I'm gonna switch this up on the fly. Uh, number ten is Hulk Hogan. I really wish I could take this dude out the top ten, but he's just too much of a force in wrestling. Where it's just like you can't remove him completely. Uh, unfortunately, he just came up in an era where literally a leg drop finishes you off. Um, a body slam and a leg drop can finish you off, and it's stupid as hell. But it's it be that way sometimes. Uh, but in terms of pure impact, Hulk Hogan is literally one of the most important figures in wrestling. Uh, people looked up to the guy um, in every way. He was the original John Cena, and if it wasn't for Hogan, wrestling wouldn't be. He's one of the reasons why wrestling is where it is. And it's like you gotta look at Hulk Hogan. He's like the Magic and Larry Bird of wrestling. You needed them just so Michael Jordan, and we'll talk about that Michael Jordan later, can fly. So that's how I vote. So that's uh, what So I, I probably messed up my list. Brock is here somewhere. I don't even say Brock Lesnar. Brock is there somewhere. Uh, just know he was on my list. Uh, we at 10, right? So yes. 10 is Eddie Guerrero. Whoa! I wanted to put him in there so bad, but I, I couldn't. Whoa! Niggas forget Eddie Guerrero? I, no, Eddie's I, an honorable mention. He was in my list. He's one of those people where it was just like, as I thought of names, he kind of got dropped. He's 22, technically. Eddie! Eddie is the GOAT! Oh my god, bro. I, I don't... You have Eddie high as hell. Like, I love Eddie, bro. I love Eddie, G. Lie, cheat, steal, one of my favorite things. WCW, he was cool. The nigga was neither heel or fake. He was neither heel nor face. He is probably the best ring general in the history of WWE. 
to you know not what? have Eddie in the top ten wrestlers, top ten entertainers, top ten anything is wild. I don't give a crap about Hulk Hogan. Give a crap about what he did for wrestling. Half the time, what he did for wrestling set other people back. Because wrestling is predetermined. And he used his politics to make him the best of what he was. That's true. He used him to the max. <laughs> so, like, but Eddie didn't. He worked hard. Eddie just yes, loved wrestling. Y'all just hurt my feelings. Hey, uh, Tyler, your number 10? My number 10 was actually Rock. Rock was in my top 10. Respect it. Eddie beat Brock. He definitely did. Everybody y'all about the name, except for probably everybody y'all about the name, except for probably like two people. Eddie beat, but continue. Uh, No, I guess right, he didn't. But they didn't face each other, so that's why. Uh, my number nine is Kurt Angle, uh, aka Perk Angle. Uh, Kurt Angle is literally the (laughs) literally was fast tracked to be a star. Uh, he had one of the best first years until Brock Lesnar popped up to ever ha- uh, in wrestling history. Like, that dude literally won, I think, the European title, IC belt, and was thrown in the main event scene. I don't know if he won uh, the world title in his first year, but he literally was in the picture. He uh, did. He beat The Rock. Okay, no oh, mercy. Okay. See? Okay, there we go. And he won uh, King of the Ring his first year, too. See? He's 2000 King of the Ring. One of the best first years that's not named Brock Lesnar. Uh, was the face of SmackDown on the draft. Um, helped put put over a ton of freaking talent. Uh, in the process. Um, what else can I say? TNA run. Some of the best entertaining moments of TNA history. Whether you love it or love it or not. Main event Mafia slapped. Perk Angle slapped. Um, like just plenty of great moments when it comes to Kurt Angle. Uh, one of the best uh, in-ring performers ever. Uh, I don't think he also gets enough credit on the mic as well. Like, I think that's a very underrated aspect that people don't talk about, Kurt, is the fact that that dude, heel or faces, can sell and promo his ass off. And even when there was a point when Triple H was down and The Rock was making Scorpion King in weak-ass movies, he was he did not care about jumping into that top top man moment at all. So respect to Kurt in that aspect. Uh, you are built like a, a a loaded potato, but at this point in your career, but I still have the most respect to, for you, my guy. So, what number we on? Uh, nine. The, the, the American Dragon himself, Danny Bryan. That's off. Just coming off that injury, he is one of the greatest. Yeah. Not just that, but that main event at Wrestle Freaking Mania, that in WrestleMania. which he proceeded to be Evolution in one night, makes everything so much better, bro. He's a humanitarian, just like John Cena. He he's not a selfish wrestler. His screen work is better than most. Like this is not a this is not like a I know it's not a like a popularity thing, but the but the the way he he, he just literally the best. 
and just his career wise in WWE has probably not like you know probably hit the heights of Cena and um and 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 Rock and stuff like that. But he is the best wrestler. Probably top five wrestler ever. I'm not mad at that. I ain't mad. I'm not mad. Like my only reason for not putting him in my top ten is that I just want him to put you know a couple more memorable moments under his belt first, what I think are coming. Also, just to kind of um, add on the Daniel Bryan uh, love fest, he choked out. Uh, he, got cho- he choked out Michael Cole for Ty as well. He didn't get away no, with was, it. Uh, that was Justin Roberts. That, that was Justin Roberts or whatever his name is. Same, same nigga to me. Uh, but still, he choked the nigga out with a tie. <laughs> okay. He didn't get away with it. <laughs> if that cameraman did not put that on the camera, things would be different for Nexus at least. So, either way, respect uh, DB. I hear you though. Uh, who we on number nine? So, Tyler, who's your number nine? My number nine is Shawn Michaels. The fuck? What the fuck? Tom Michaels is my number nine. He went, you know, after the Hogan era and WWE was over with, you know, they were looking for somebody to carry the brand. They looked towards Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels easily got over with fans, you know, during his first run. You know, it arguably wasn't, you know, the best, but for what it was, you know, he kept them afloat. Till they were able to build up more stars. You know, he start. He's the founding member of Degeneration X, one of the most entertaining factions ever. Uh, he revolutionized the ladder match and the super kick. All true. All true. I'm just going to add on more when we get to the top five and talk about Shawn Michaels. Cause you, the fact he's <laughs> yeah, not in the top five well, is outrageous. It's he ain't outrageous. top five for me, but he ain't, he ain't that low. <laughs> he ain't top five for me. He ain't that low. I put Kurt Angle over him. I, I, so, Chris is going, hey, I'll explain how mine just All right, add uh, up. My and I understand eight. why you put Kurt Angle over him, too. Uh, my number eight is Randall uh, Orton. I mean, Randall Keith Orton, aka Randy Orton, uh, the Viper. And look, Randy Orton was a rest is literally is example of a wrestling prodigy. Uh, you can still bring up the Rock as well, but a wrestling prodigy in a sense of his father was ass, his grandfather was ass. But hey, man, <laughs> it's the third time was the charm, bro. <laughs> the third time was the charm, and, <laughs> and literally, G, he took whatever he that they didn't do right, and he did right. He did it correctly, and it benefits the fact that you have a Triple H who believed in you, and a Ric Flair to uh, teach you. A, even though I am one of the goats, don't fuck up like I did. Even though that, and also, by the way, Randy Orton should have been suspended for life or banned from life. A long time ago, <laughs> he beat his case. Um, but anyway, 
Uh, but all seriousness, like Randy Orton is the youngest WWE champion ever. I still think he's the youngest, or somebody else already took it by now. I don't know. Uh, unfortunately, no, just still isn't. Randy. Yeah, it just can't be acknowledged as much because a certain person decided to murder his family in cold blood. So and spend the weekend with dead bodies. So makes everything a lot worse. Uh, <laughs> it'd be that way. So. <laughs> It'd be that way. So, but uh, Randy Orton, in terms, I can sit here and feel confident in making an argument that Randy Orton is probably one of the is the greatest heel ever, and Triple H is still in that conversation. But Randy was probably one of the most evil heels we ever seen in terms of just like nigga, I'm about to fuck shit up because I want to, and because I'm Randy Orton. He has the best. I mean, Johnson. You said what, Tyler? He, pulled, he purposely pulled John Cena's dad out of the crowd. Did he slap him first? I can't remember he, if he slapped him he first. Slapped him he purposely him. pulled him out of the crowd after he walked past him and then proceeded to kick that nigga in the head. And John exactly. Cena couldn't sit down. Like, bro. That man, RKO, talk Hogan on the sedan and landed on his feet. Perfectly. It was smooth. <laughs> Like, gee, no, like the RKO is arguably one of the smoothest finishers ever. And in terms of moments that came from a finisher, he has a lot. He literally. Nigga reversed the chop down to RKO. That takes wrestling ability right there. Exactly. And Randy Orton's um, not a short guy. He's like 6'5". Randy Orton's like literally, like, literally can be a small forward in the NBA. That's how tall he is, G. <laughs> like, he can be a small well, shooting guard, honestly, but shooting guard, small forward in the NBA. That's how tall he is. Has one of the best drop kicks in uh in in wrestling as well, especially when he was younger. That drop kick was smooth. And even though, like, his uh, slow, maniacal-ass uh, promos can be a little dull, when he's in his bag, he cares. They be some interesting. He be dropping some facts on people. And also, his reactions are always most, golden. His reactions... Some of the best stuff. asshole moments ever. Literally. Yes. Agreed. So, that man went out there on Eddie Guerrero's appreciation night after he passed away and told Rey Mysterio that he went to hell. <laughs> like, gee, who does that? Once again, I top was heel moments. Top heel moments. He tried to put Kofi over Originally, so he burnt down the uh, stupid, Sister Abigail's stupid, house. Stupid, stupid. He burnt down Sister Abigail's house, G, and then did the Legend Killer pose. Like he had, like Randy Orton has, literally some of the best moments of modern wrestling, G. Some of the Mr. best. Man in the head. Whole family in commission. He kissed Stephanie in front of Triple H. And then punted her, I believe. An evil son of a bitch. No, he tried to punt her, and Shane got in the way. Oh, okay. And then Shane took it. Either way, the whole family got uh, got a boot uh, to eventually, I think. Either way, Randy Orton has some of the greatest moments in terms of, like, pure heel moments. Uh, and just in terms of even still in his... I, I, I would start he's still well in his prime because he wrestles slow as shit, so... He's dang near modern day Triple H in terms of just like uh, being a ring general and just 
taking control of matches and paces, stuff like that. Uh, but once again, you learn from the, one of the best. Uh, but he's definitely one of the best to do it. Uh, he has a, and when you look at his like his track record, it's extremely underrated. Like most, like he has more world title reigns than I can actually thought he had. So isn't he one behind Cena? I think he's a couple. One or two. two, He's like one or two behind Cena. One or two. Either thirteen or fourteen. One of the two. Yep. But um, and yes, he did say "boom, nigga," but uh, all is well. Boom, nigga. But uh, but I also eventually learned that he used to hang out with niggas. In St. Louis, so uh, it don't give it a pass, but it makes sense. And he bet the Migos, and the Migos rock with him, bro. So respect. So and the Migos is part of the culture, but uh, Randy Orton did apologize by saying "black realizing Black Lives Matter," so he gets it. Uh, unlike a certain piece of shit, which is why he's my number seven. Yeah. So, but uh, so uh. Yeah, that was my Who's your eight, seven. Tyler? Because Randy was my eight. Kurt Angle was my eight. Yeah, Randy was my uh, eight. Kurt Angle was my seven. Okay. Uh, the Rock is my seven. What? All right, look, I'm going to have to detail I'm not the mad rock. at that. I'm going to have to detail The Rock, man. I'm going to have to talk about The Rock, man. Go ahead. Who's your seven? Uh, yeah, look, man, can I at least explain why The Rock is seven? The Rock has oh, literally. The Rock is not. important. The Rock, you once again, the Rock. You can't talk wrestling without the Rock. And, but also, when you look at the Rock's career as a whole, it's almost Brock Lesnar esque in terms of like, yo, this went by fast. It just went longer. Because once he got big, like at his peak, is when he left. At his very peak is when he left. Or started leaving because he started doing movies, so he'll disappear and then reappear. Two thousand one was his last full year, and that was his peak. Like he was no, Tag there was team. nobody bigger on the roster. Well, you could argue Stone Cold than The Rock, and then it was like, all right, nigga, bye. Like if The Rock kept going, he w- should be number three. It's just. When he really left, it was, was like at the wrong time. That's all. That's that's my sole reason. We will stand the rock later, but that's just my reason for him being number seven. So y'all number seven. Man was Kurt. We already talked about Kurt Angle. Oh, okay. Uh, my number six, and it hurts me to do this. Uh. Because I was flip-flopping both of these niggas for the past week. Um, but Bro, I, I want to say this right now. Take Bruno San Martino off your list, dog. Nigga, he's not on this list. <laughs> nigga, he's not on the list, chill. But I was Take Bruno Estes off your list. Because I swear to God, if you about to say Triple H. Yo, yo, I swear to God, if you about to say Triple H. Bro. No, bro, I no. Like, no. Hey, now... Undertaker is number six. <laughs> no. I'm just letting you know. No. I, <laughs> Undertaker is number six. I, just say why he your six. I'll talk about Taker too when I get to him. Damn, y'all look. be capping, bro. I swear to God, y'all be capping. Look, man. 
All Lives Matter Taker, MAGA Taker, Blue Lives Matter Taker. <laughs> kind of compared to, to the I want other you to tell that. I want you to tell that near seven foot nigga that all eyes don't matter. <laughs> Watch him bring out one of the 50 cows. He don't need to take out a 50 cow. He just going to literally grab me by the throat. <laughs> it's over with. <laughs> I but, think folks boot. And you know boots are bigger than your original feet. I think folks boot is a size 15. It's bigger than my head. <laughs> That's true. But it's, it, it, I, I just, I don't know, bro. It's just, it was between him or the other guy. And I kind of went favoritism here and chose the other guy. That's all. I guess. All right, who, what number we on? Six. Six for Shawn Michaels. I'm not mad at him. Yeah, Shawn Michaels ain't in my top five. It's just, I ain't mad at He's him, great, but just like the freaking rock, his back got messed up. And when he came back, he was not a shadow of himself, but he wasn't himself. And, like, okay, let me tell you right still doing moon Triple salts. H is over Shawn Michaels. No, Trip, I say he wasn't his. He can, he, okay, you're right. But Triple H, I put Triple H over Shawn Michaels. Yeah, me too. Being the fact that Triple H had a better career than Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels' first run, yeah, he was the baby face and all that type of stuff. Way better than Bret Hart because Bret Hart ain't on my list. But he was such a butthole. <laughs> yeah. It's such a good a thing Shawn Michaels found God, G. It's yes. a good thing he found God. There's a that lot of people who didn't person. like him. And then he missed, the, he missed most of the Attitude Era with a bad back. Yeah. If he was... Problems. I think, he, like, if he was around, like, throughout the whole Attitude Era, it'd be a lot of die yes. easily, because... Easily. Yeah. I would say he would probably be one. Because then he wouldn't have had a match with The Rock. Prime. Like, who who goes a, over in that match? Who do you think goes over in that match? The Rock. The, the Rock, Rock has to go over. The Rock. It has to. Yeah, I would say The Rock. But um, yeah, um, no, no cap, no kip cap, no cap a lap. But uh, y'all talked about Sean like I don't have to. I would just say this: like the reason he is not higher for somebody whose name is Mr. WrestleMania, I think he has a he has a, a horrible WrestleMania record. <laughs> 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 Like, yeah, real. I really I wish his website would break down pay-per-views. Really, like, one match? I, I can know, name, me... I can name, he lost, like, I can name five of his losses right now. Against Chris Benoit, against, well, technically well, Chris Jericho, because I think that's, I think that's who he replaced. He beat Jericho. Him. He beat Jericho. No, I'm talking about, I think they replaced Chris Benoit with Jericho for that main event in Mania. Um, that was Benoit, like a separate Mania. No, 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 like, it's kind of a joke because on posters of that mania, when they talk about that in like networks and stuff, they put Chris Jericho there instead of Chris oh. Benoit. Oh, I yeah. see what you're um, saying. Uh, Benoit, Two Takers, Cena, and then he lose to John Cena and Triple H, or was that yes. Randy? No, no that, that was, was Randy. Randy beat both of them. Yeah, Randy beat both of them. He lost, What's some other losses? He lost the Razor Ramon. I'm trying to pull it up things. now. Because I'm trying to, like, I'm just getting the matches. They're not telling me the results. Which is annoying. Uh, he lost to Stone Cold. He did lose to Stone Cold. That was his last WrestleMania before he had the dip. 
really mad. They that nigga be losing. It's like more for the mania moments. That's the funny thing. No, he's he like Mr. Mania moments, but every time somebody say Mr. WrestleMania, they don't they always talk him. about the Undertaker stuff. They talk about when that nigga came down on that zip line. That'd be it, bro. That'd be it, G. <laughs> they coined that title and he not missed the WrestleMania, G. Yeah, they just like, okay, on. zip line, Undertaker matches. Boom. What's the other moments? Uh, Stone Cold. You said Stone Cold, right? Okay, other than him tag team with God, too. Shout out to tag team with God. Stone Cold he did, D. Team, he did tag team with God. I killed that. Mitch McMahon is a horrible person. That was, that, that was at, uh, at Backlash, though. Yes. That's, that wasn't no mania? No, he faced Mr. McMahon at Mania, and then he faced Mr. McMahon and Shane in a tag team match with God at Backlash the following month. Uh, I thought that was a mania match. I always been calling He has mania 11 match. mania, mania losses. He has what? Eleven. <laughs> I think he's second behind Triple H then, because Triple H got a shit written. Triple H can put niggas over at Mania though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think for- Triple H and Cena. So don't Cena got like six or nine or something like that? Cena ha- is because I found a list and uh, of <laughs> lost. most losses. Cena has actually Word. one of the least because he's not even on the list. Ah, uh, who got the most? Uh, either well, obviously, it's either going to no, probably Triple be H. Triple H has the most losses. Big Show and not. Big Show and Triple H. Big Show and Triple H. They both have twelve. Uh, yeah. Big Show. <laughs> that nigga Show have. just be losing. <laughs> that nigga Big Show just be losing. See, so, yeah, just go out there and be big. Put people yeah. over. Pretty much. Um, that nigga Big Show be losing. But I get where you're coming from, G. Like, I get where you're coming from. It's just. He's known for the mania moments, and those mania moments just hold a, a little bit I don't know what those moments weight. are. Just we missed the WrestleMania. We just had to stick to it. <laughs> well, that's what we're going to do. We're going to okay. go into that's in-depth like research of it, what are these does, mania bro. moments. We're going to do in-depth research. That's what we're going to do. I need to know. He, get, he did get John, John Cena slapper at WrestleMania. Yeah, no, okay. Yeah, that yeah, match was crazy. crazy. That match went crazy. That was a classic match. That's one of John Cena's best matches. Uh, yes. Uh, so get him at a pile driver on the steps. Mm. So everybody gave number six, driver. right? Huh? What we all? Uh, number everybody six. Everybody gave number six. Number six, right? six for me. No, it's tight. Number six for me was uh, Triple H. All right, Triple H is my five. So I guess we could talk about Triple H thing. Uh, Triple H is a little higher on my list, but uh. <laughs> The game, the cerebral assassin, had every belt. Nigga was a um the power trip when he had the tag team man the world title. Uh, pro, this is why I put him over Shawn Michaels. One, because both of them can wrestle, but Triple H is a promo machine. Yes, yes, <laughs> he is a promo machine, dog. I think I will probably your ass. Promo was one of the, my favorite promos. Is bro the triple? I think the the Booker T is my favorite, but <laughs> just because, just because, not just because of what he said, just because how he came off. He came off like <laughs> if I was Book, I just want to stole off him, and I know we acting. He looked like he wanted to. <laughs> yeah, like the, the the chewing of the gum just made it way worse. <laughs> After every bar. He just chewed a little bit harder. He just 
with your spinner roonies, smack, 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 and your nappy hair, smack, smack, smack. I'm like, oh my god, this nigga is this. People like you, smack, 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 can't go against people like me, smack. I'm like, oh, this nigga. Yeah, Didn't he talk about Ric Flair though? After that though, he probably did. Uh, he. he did. He made a rubber sledgehammer seem like the most goddamn deadliest weapon on the man. Um, just he just amazes slapper match. Triple H has towards the end of his career some of his matches was bad, like the one with Roman, the Brothers of Destruction versus DX at freaking the Super Showdown that we don't want to talk about. But so other than that, he has some really good matches. His match with Daniel Bryan at Mania, amazing. His matches. In the Attitude Era, some underrated people like we matches he had with like, like Steve Austin and Taker and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Some crazy underrated matches. Uh, him versus Jericho and Mania smacked. Um, Only reason that match got some flack is because it went on last. Like oh yeah. they could, they did Hogan versus Rock before that, which Hogan versus Rock should have just been the main event with it being the, you know the most uh, promoted day. match. I fell asleep after that match. So, <laughs> yeah, that match was it wasn't all that, you know. It just should have went on last just because it was, it was, was a spectacle. It was, that it, was a spectacle. Yeah, it, it was like, gee, the crowd was gone. And we get to that when I talk about Rock. Uh, but yeah, um, uh, my yeah, to see the real assassin. Yeah, uh, my number five is uh Shawn Michaels, uh. Like I said, I already like I I'm a big fan of Shawn Michaels. Uh he would probably be higher than Stone Cold to me if his back never exploded, but Stone Cold literally took his mantle and ran with it because they needed somebody to take over and he took over. Uh but Shawn Michaels has one of my favorite matches ever involving uh that unsanctioned match against him and Triple H, which is a slapper. Slapped in a motherfucker. Uh, niggas just died. Uh, and also just the fact that post back surgery, he was putting on better matches than some dudes. Uh, to this day, like at at old age, and even though he's cockeyed, extremely cockeyed, it's very unfortunate. But uh, Shawn Michaels also at a time was one of the first little guys to really get super over. Like some people sit there and say, "Oh, well, Bret Hart," but Bret Hart was only really over over in Canada. Shawn Michaels was over, and he was a little guy. Oh, you know, everybody knows Vince Man loved his big, swole, sweaty niggas, but Shawn Michaels was built like Tyler, and uh, literally was over with the crowd and put on great matches. And he kind of changed the idea of like what a superstar world champion can be in the WWE. So we gotta give Shawn Michaels that type of credit. And he kind of he kind of put that prestige right back on that IC title. Yes, that made true. that mid card title seem like a big belt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, that once again, like Tyler mentioned, you mentioned ladder matches. Uh, that ladder match with Scott Hall is still really good to this day. Like compared, it's not like crazy and extreme that we get nowadays because we get spoiled with Money in the Bank. Uh. And them TLC matches of the early 2000s really spoiled us as well. But in terms of, like, that kind of was the blueprint for everything else. And then, like, they had one ladder that made a slap match. 
Oh, uh, speaking of that, we I want to fact. We should probably fact check it. Did ECW do a ladder match before they did? Uh, let's see. Well, no, ECW always had freaking gimmicks. Because they did a lot of stuff that you know that they claimed that they you know they got their ideas stolen. But I always wanted to, uh, and I keep forgetting to look it up. Did ECW do it first? Let's see. The first ladder match. As far as all like the hardcore stuff. The first ladder match took place in Stampede Wrestling. The first ever ladder match in WWF E took place in 92. They don't mention nothing about ECW though. Okay. I just wanted to be sure. Because they have like. Tabs for each. What was the uh, match in '92 though? <laughs> the '92 one was Shawn Michaels involved. Shawn Michaels and uh and Bret Hart. Was it a tag team? Nope, it was for the Intercontinental Belt. Oh well. Also, then that, that must have been the first ladder match at WrestleMania then. Probably, yeah. That's the first one. Of, yes. Yep. Oh, but um, speaking of number five, Stone Cold is my number five. Not mad at that. Stone Cold. He like like you guys said, Stone Cold. You know, once Shawn Michaels, they kind of had to take it from him. But once Shawn Michaels, you know, gave up that spot. Stone Cold took the ball and ran with it until, you know, he took the ball home and then came back again. He wasn't the best in-ring wrestler, but he did stuff in-ring that was entertaining enough where, you know, it made it seem like he had, he did have some good matches, but he wasn't just, he just wasn't the best in-ring wrestler, I would say. Hey, Tyler, man, take RJ the Jad off your list, bro. He's not on it. <laughs> Take Bruno San Martino off your list. Man. He's definitely not on it. <laughs> you got Luthez Press on there? I've never seen. I don't even know what Luthez looks like. <laughs> Come on, bro. You, you, what you got, Rock's father? Like, <laughs> bro. No, no, no. I said Triple H already. Um, Nigga, how, you said Steve Austin is what? Five. Number five. You said he's five. Nick, you got Randy Orton number two or three? I put Randy Orton as my seven. Nigga, who is your top? My top four is respectable. Nick, you're about to rip. We gonna see, man. My f- man, <laughs> man. Who's Chris, go to four, bro. Who's, who's your five? No, I had Triple H in my five. Oh, okay, okay. I said uh, that early because we already yeah. talked about Triple H. Uh, my number four was, is Stone Cold. Uh. All right, I'm gonna have to talk about Steve Austin then. My, oh my god, y'all are caffeine. Hey, look, G. This look, is look, hear me out, G. I love look, Stone Cold more than the next person, G. Also, Tyler, the Rock you- was four. Huh? Anyway, as I'm trying to say, Tyler, for, for one, you kind of cap saying Stone Cold didn't have ring work. Watch early Stone Cold days. That nigga was getting the fuck off. I'm talking <laughs> that about nigga was getting. Okay, I, okay. I specifically brought up his his actual run as the top base. I'm, I know. Okay. I, I know. They so let's him. put that. Let's put that into perspective, bro. He was top base, the biggest star in WWE history, when he only can do punches and kicks. 
put that into perspective when they had Kurt Angle, Rocks, they had Taker, they had Triple H, they had all these niggas lined up who could do everything better than Steve Austin. And he got over with punches and kicks and middle fingers. <laughs> and beer. And, and chin locks. And little suplexes. And a stunner he could barely do because his knees was blown out. This dude literally became the biggest sports star literally off of him saying what? The, the fact that we just put that rework, we ain't talking about the Daniel Bryans. We ain't talking about the AJ staff. Nigga, we talking about Steve Austin. The nigga who literally had the best Raw segment probably of the year without one crowd member other than Byron Saxton. No lies. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't. The cap is everywhere. It's everywhere. Look, like, I understand. I ain't got Luther's press on my list like y'all. I ain't got the Bruno. I don't have the Bret Hart's, the Andre the Giants, the Roddy Roddy Pipers, the God darn, uh, the Hunky Talk Man, the Googly Goopers like y'all do. But Steve Austin not in the top three? The nigga who ushered WWE out of bankruptcy? The nigga who... Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. The reason... He, he destroyed a company. He, he destroyed a company. <laughs> he couldn't even turn heel. They didn't boo because he was a heel. They booed him because they didn't want to boo the man. Nigga Triple H tore his quad just so Stone Cold could be face again. <laughs> like, like, I can't. I can't. Like, I could go, we could go on about like his career legacies and stuff like that. But like, nigga, Steve Austin was the head of the best era in wrestling, even though I like the attitude. I mean, uh, Ruthless Aggressive era better in terms of ring work. But, the best era in wrestling in terms of ratings, in terms of popularity, pop culture, every he was the head of it. Going around and, and chugging barrel niggas, throwing up middle fingers. He's the definition of the attitude era. And y'all got these niggas in five and four? They interchangeable. This is the, the, the route Rushmore not interchangeable because there's four niggas on it. Just can't say, well, That's I'm going to put Barack Obama, Obama in, in, in Thomas Edison's place. No! <laughs> well, Barack Obama could probably replace all of them for all I yeah, can. Yeah, he, he probably can, but did he? Because it's set in, in stone. And you guess can blow what? Stone, Steve Austin is set in stone as the creme de la creme of what a face in WWE has to be. But the argument is The Rock, what, he is arguably the bigger star, though. Yeah, The Rock is a bigger star because of his movies. But in that square circle, 
And I get to the rock when I get to the rock. I got the rock high to Steve Austin too. But the rock in that square circle, when there was fans, everybody named Mama knew. Yeah, the rock had the 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 catch. I mean the 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 the, the layup, the smackdown, and do your smell, all that type of stuff. But Steve Austin was that nigga. Nigga, to break the glass, he walk out. Flipping off fans, spitting, cursing down to the ring, moving his fat old head, stuttering niggas left and right. The moment when he came back with that steel pipe and cleared that ring, Cap. That's why he's the line number five. Cap. Y'all I'm not mad at your point. You make. I'm not mad point. at your points. You all, those are all valid points. Cap, all valid. I can't. It's only two people better than Steve Austin in the hit. My number four is Taker in the history of WWE. Wait, you said wait. So I'm confused. Hold on. What number? What number are we at? We on four. My four is Taker. Number we can four. talk. Oh, Rock, Rock is yeah. Rock is my number four. B R O C K. No, he said the Rock. He said Rock. What's one and two? Okay. Um. But Taker is my four. I'm gonna go. I, I don't even want to go on another Steve Austin tangent. I'm just I'm probably gonna skip three. Spoiler alert. But well, Taker is my four. He dating her seven foot. Got the streak. People. People discredit Taker now because of his the Blue Lives Matter so stuff and the end of his yeah, career is course, yeah. literally slow dragging. But I will tell you this, including he has a great match in every decade in which he wrestled. Yeah. Yep. Not everybody can say that. Shawn Michaels can't even say that. I would say this. Undertaker matches got better as he got as he older. But arguably. American, like, okay, Ministry Taker, really, really good. The Taker before that, it was a different type of style of wrestling, right? Niggas yeah. lost the god darn arm drags. But <laughs> badass American Taker was putting on Legend. slappers. And he that was put my niggas over. Undertaker to this day. He put niggas over. He put the Jeff Hardy over. match? Come on. One of my favorite matches ever, G. Steve, it made me a Jeff Hardy. Austin at the Rumble? <sighs> like. It like and this was kick punch Steve Austin too. Taker will go out there and then we got we got smack we got legendary SmackDown taker in that mix too. Nigga mm-hmm. one on one against the Undertaker. Tag six man tag tag match and Undertaker's your partner. Like yeah. he nigga was a workhorse was, for SmackDown. Nigga was over just off of a hot tag. Yep. He was literally <laughs> carrying at an old age, he was carrying a brand. He was carrying off SmackDown. Of a hot off of a hot tag. Every main event. <laughs> a hot tag. And then we just go into legendary WrestleMania matches. Match against Edge. Fire. I watch that almost every year. The two Shawn Michaels matches is probably two of the best matches in WWE history. Yep. The second Triple H match was better. The second Triple H match. Fuego. Shoot. That Brock Lesnar match is really good. decent. Like he has so many the oh him versus Randy Orton Legend Randy Killer Orton. Orton yeah the build up to Legend versus Killer Orton versus Batista 
Batista, amazing. Like his whole, just his whole plethora of what he did. He beat Triple H three times. Niggas just don't want to talk about the first one. Yep. I actually like the first one better than the third. First one's actually decent. It's a decent match. It's better than that second match. The point of the third one, I I got why they did it, but I was just kind of tired of it at that point. Like so, that's that's really all. Nigga threw mankind off of a cage, and people deemed him the hero. Point the hell in the sale. We didn't even mention the hell in the sale matches. He he literally has a signature match. G. He threw a four hundred pound man off a sale. And was deemed the hero. He like choke slam Shane McMahon. From the ring, off the top post to through the announcer table, he dang near killed him. He dang near murdered that man. But shout out to Shane. Man, I don't miss him, man. I might just put him at twenty. I love the new day too much, though. But golly, <laughs> um, but yeah, like I don't know who y'all for us. Oh, we already said for us. Yeah, so man, who uh, y'all three? My three is Triple H. We talked about him, Tyler, Rick Flair. I, bold move. My three is Steve Austin. Literally, the attitude era. But all right, cool. Who the two? Uh, number two, Undertaker. Who is your two, Tyler? Undertaker. Smart. Chris. My number two is Ric Flair. My number two is The Rock. I'm not. Mad. I'm not the mad. Oh, like, gee, I can't be mad. Like, it's. This is objective as hell. If I was really to give my personal list, it would be slight. It would be a slightly different. Yeah, I was like trying, trying to be unbiased in a way. Ric Flair lost to Dusty Rhodes, and the man did a jiggable slide in the ring <laughs> while they fought. I'm not that. <laughs> Look, G- <laughs> the sole purpose was to put Dusty over. G. I don't care. He lost to a working man. <laughs> 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 He lost to a blue collar stay at home dad. Like, I can't. Like, <laughs> he Rock is the most electrifying man in sports entertainment. Let me tell you something. Out of all of those people you talked about, who the heck has the most pay per view buys as a wrestler? Easily The Rock. I would probably say Undertaker if you want to count how much WrestleMania costs compared he to others. Set the bar, the the record for WrestleMania was because of him versus John Cena. I know. It was a year build in the steel set. They said the night after Raw that we would fight each other at the next WrestleMania, and niggas clamored for it. He tore his disc. In that mania, and it was still a good match. And then the following year, then he tear like his his thigh muscle or some shit. He pulled something. He still, he had matches with CM Punk in his late career. He did. Took the Rock had manager. The Rock got surgery because he had gyno. If you don't know what gyno is, it's when you're a fit dude but you got titties. Proceed to wrestle in a dress shirt for a couple. 
<laughs> he wrestled in a dress shirt and was still the most electrifying oh, man. He didn't, he didn't wrestle in a dress shirt. He wrestled in like some uh, fishnet jersey. I remember it because that was that, the, the main reason why I remember it so because that was when he was uh, <laughs> fighting mankind. He also he fought, didn't he fight Mankind in the empty arena and it went over. Yes, because he won the, the yeah, was a very entertaining match. match. That was on. Let's on, go. Uh, Let's start from Monday the beginning. Rocky Maivia probably sucked, but everybody knew who Rock couldn't do that because nobody could because he was a at a time when a white meat baby face really couldn't get over. Then he went to the God Darn Nation of Domination and took it. Guess what? Took it. Took it. Right from the bottom of it. You know, they they the called the Rock Cointel Pro because what he did to the nation. He called they call him Cointel Pro. If you don't know what Cointel <laughs> Pro is, Google it. That's all I'm gonna say. I don't have to Google it at the end or Chris to tell me. But he, the man literally trademarked an eyebrow. Also, the word SmackDown. Also the word he got Smackdown. he got that put into the dictionary. And people talk about here comes the pain. SmackDown just bring it. Also, another underrated wrestling game. People don't get we wouldn't have parking lot brawls if we didn't have SmackDown just bring it. Yes. That is true. I just feel like Shut Your Mouth was better. That's just me. Okay. It's supposed to be. Just bring it was cool. But Shut Your Mouth was a better version of it. But that's just me. Now, and originally, SmackDown, just bring it. You can have eight people in the ring doing the Royal Rumble. No other wrestling game was doing that. They stopped at six. That's also but true. When you just look at the totality of Rock's career, was able to take that moniker and become the highest paid movie star of all time. Also, before he became the highest paid movie star of all time, he was a wrestler slash movie star and still was more over than your favorite wrestler. Easily. If he wasn't your favorite, he was my favorite. Hollywood Rock was meant to be a disrespectful heel towards wrestling saying what I am doing is better than you and people still loved him. But he other people's number five. <sighs> all right, man. We all know who our number ones is. But audacity. All right. So we all in agreement. John Cena is number one. I'm going to tell the rock on y'all when we meet him. <laughs> I hope he lay off the smack down. And I hope he's ready to me to lay a uh, lawsuit on his ass. <laughs> you gonna win against The Rock and his lawyers? I'm gonna get it on camera. You gonna win against The Rock and his lawyers? Yep. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna pay the judge off. They make you pay his legal fees. It's not gonna happen. I'm gonna run to Mexico. <laughs> Cartel run to Mexico. They love him now. <laughs> like you. The cartel gonna sit there and hunt you down for the rock. <laughs> Put a little price on your head. Say it's worth a hundred kilos. What? 
Yo. I'm not even gonna lie, I'm not worth a hundred kilos. Don't do that to me. <laughs> they gonna find you, man. They gonna find you because of hundred kilos. They find you, man. They they gonna, <laughs> they gonna find you all solely for hundred kilos. Wait, you guys say they deem you valuable. Everybody talks, dog. Man, them kilos different. Uh, but John Cena, Please. G. So. They literally dubbed him the Babe Ruth at well that was that was WrestleMania last year, right? I forgot. But Sean Michaels coined him the GOAT. A lot of people coined him as the GOAT. Uh I mean not Sean Michaels. I mean Michael Cole on TV coined him as the GOAT. The greatest wrestler of all time. Like the narrative that John Cena is the GOAT has been literally prospered in the last two years on on WWE on television. Uh, the narrative has started for a minute now. But in terms of just the fact that Cena said, look, man, I'm about to give you niggas all I can give you guys. I'm not going to leave you like The Rock did or like Brock did or be a sellout like Hogan did. I'm going to stay. And I'm going to do all I can for you niggas. And he did that. Uh, he's respectful enough not to beat Ric Flair's... Uh, all-time world title uh, thingy. Yeah. I, if, Even I, though if I, think anybody who I, would, I think he is still going to do it. Either him or Randy. I think they're going to do it either way. Like, I think Rick, I think Rick Flair even said he doesn't care if, if Cena is the one that does it. I think he gave Cena the Nigga, either price. Cena or his daughter is breaking that record. And it's looking like his daughter, definitely. Yeah, at this rate, literally, Charlotte Barnes, uh, Andrade said that saying, hey, it's time to get you pregnant too. Uh, and at that point, I think they're going to probably get that nigga up out of there if that happens. But uh, Charlotte is on pace, <laughs> probably. But uh, Cena literally has the GOAT wrestling resume. Uh, he's a Grand Slam champion. I think he's a super Grand Slam champion. No, he never had the Universal title yet, right? Never held the Universal or the Intercontinental Championship. Yet. He never had the IC belt? Nope. Oh hell no! Nah. I, I don't even it. think he's had a match. For I think it. I think he it's on purpose. He never had the IC belt. I think it's a purpose for that. Like I think, I think, I think he, I think they don't want him to be a Grand Slam champion. Wow, he never. Won if he does, belt. that mean if he literally be a Grand Slam champion, that means Cena has did everything possible, except technically cash in at Mania that you can do. As a wrestler. He and he's also won two Royal Rumbles. Wow. Like, literally, if he wins the IC title, he's won the Royal Rumble, had a sale match, he won Elimination Chamber. He has won the money in the bank. He didn't cash in successfully, but he still won the money in the bank. Won every championship multiple times. Had won the championship at WrestleMania. <laughs> won WrestleMania matches. Has main event at WrestleMania. Fought the Undertaker at WrestleMania. You can count that as an accolade if you want to. Like... He has held the money in the bank. He stole the money in the bank. Did he steal it twice? Nah, he only stole no. one. Yeah, only had it once. He tried to take it from Dolph Ziggler, and Dolph Ziggler beat him in that match. I almost took it for Baron Corbin too, but I no, he beat he Baron Corbin. Corbin. He took. I thought he, that's why I said he twice because he took it from Baron Corbin. No, he made He took he it from the other dude. The, the match when he cashed in. That's what he did. Yeah. There we go. That's what happened. Okay. Because I'm like, he took, I could have sworn he took it twice, but he, he, you're right, you're right, you're right. But, uh, 
it's it's a lot we can sit there and say. He's uh, seen as a homegrown talent, um, WD's finest product, honestly, um, and literally had gave them their all. And the f- crazy thing is, the few times and Cena has worked injured crazy, like for him to really just stay out, he had to been legit hurt. Um, but like that nigga gave his body to the business. To yeah, the that oh eight, that oh seven oh eight run where he tore his uh his bicep, then came back and broke and broke his neck. Like what was that four or five months later? Ain't that when that nigga got Batista Bar from hell? Yep, from the top <laughs> rope. Batista Bar from hell, bro. Batista. I don't even know why they thought that was a spot. They too big for all that, bro. Wait, they tried it again and it and, and it worked. They did it again, like a couple of matches later. Exactly. <laughs> like, um, oh yeah, because I remember that was at that Mania match, right? Where Michael Cole legit said this is what injured John Cena. Yeah, they tried it at that match too. Mm. But yeah, like the man literally has done it all for the company. He's given his body. He, he a super the, humanitarian. That too. One of the, has the most guys. make a wish pledges ever. Exactly. I was about and to say. will never that. be beaten. Oh no, never. Never. Man, go go to the grave making pledges. He still do it to this day. Man's not even actively wrestling. It's just kids love Cena. Merchandise, different breed. Different breed. Cena oh, yeah. is also the reason why they changed like how like who the product was directed towards. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, like you can always say, like as kids, more kids watch wrestling, but that man literally said, you know what, bro? It's kids out here. It's more kids out there. <laughs> Make focus the product towards them. The product Which is changed. why we had the back them down on my list for literally being like, you know what, guys? It's kids here. <laughs> I, I see kids. <laughs> he also had a platinum album. That too. He did have a platinum album. Platinum? It did go plat. Was now, it just what? named platinum or it went platinum? No, it went platinum. That's you know, wild. it was a time. It was at a time where almost any rapper could go platinum, but it wasn't a rapper. Still did. He, he wasn't even seriously. It was just like you, you had to give him that credit. Yeah, bro. So, but John Cena is undisputedly the goat. It's no question about it. Um, plenty of legendary matches. Uh, people were still to well, literally try to argue down he's not, but it's like to me, nigga, you just add on like when you you hate so hard, you just make the legend so much greater. He put even though people don't give him credit, he did also did his hardest to put people over. He did. He helped give Edge that jump start, G. That Edge needed to really get over over. Randy Orton was already over. But he did his darnest to put people over, G. And if he just felt you wasn't it, he'll just walk up to the ring and say, Hey, I just need that belt. Add Trey Mysterio. <laughs> That is still one of the funniest, Bro. most wildest moments I've ever seen where John Cena walked out and, and said, Hey, Ray, I know you just got your ass whooped for this uh, belt, but... Well, you facing me next week, bro. It wasn't even next week. The next night, that same night. No, it was ne- It was the following week. No, it was the same night, Day Trail, bro. Remember when Cena... Because uh, he beat the Miz, Ray, Ray beat the Miz that night on Raw, and then uh, he went backstage, uh, everybody congratulated him. Then the last person he saw was John Cena, and they shook hands. Then they fought the following night, week, and then CM Punk came out right after that, that match. Night, bro, I'm telling you, it was the same night. 
Hold on. Let me see if I can find it. We can check the network. Wait, you mean when he challenged Raymond Stereo for that title? Yeah, yes. It was the same night. Raymond Stereo won it like in the beginning, and then Josh he was like, put it on the line, and he won that thing. Yep, because I'm, I'm looking at it now on the WWE.com. It says, on the same night he became WWE champion for the first time, Raymond received defense his title against John Cena. Bro, <laughs> if I was Raymond Stereo, I would have left the building and was like, at least give me a week. Just give me a week. I didn't even get to take it home to my son. Dominic didn't get a chance to hold it yet. Like, yeah, dog. Boy, but not a real thing. Like, dog, bro. You have, like, gee. Cena is one of the funniest. Like, he does the most indirect heel shit ever. The most indirect heel things ever, bro. You have to respect it, G. You have to. And literally, he put on a good portion, half of the core, most of the core that is currently like the core of WWE, to extent he put over. Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins for sure. Rollins, Roman, no. even though he's not actively wrestling, Roman is up there. Uh, yeah, because Roman beat him. Yeah, he beat, like literally, he did, he put Roman over. Who else? Um, I'm trying to think. I still like. The Miz is Anybody a core member of WWE. The Miz is a core member of WWE. Whether you like him or ha- love him or hate him, the Miz is core. Like he's important to the company for some. Yeah, he's technically one of. I would say he's in the top five. We've seen seen his rivals. They yeah. had a main event WrestleMania match. They fought for. Did they fight over the U.S. The title belt. before? Uh, no, it was mainly for the belt. But the, they, uh, but they just title. they've had some you know, some decent on and off feuds. So he's, I would consider the Miz one of his top um, rivals. Yeah, and played a role in Miz being over. Like he, he's like he's has played certain roles, and literally, when you t- and and mo- above all, you cannot talk about the history of wrestling without John Cena, either. Like he, it'd be so weird. Like who would, who would the guy be if John Cena never got over? Exactly. Other than maybe Batista, Batista, Batista might not have ran the ball as long as he did. Batista would have lasted long. Batista wasn't in it for the long haul. It was kind of because Batista was already old, a little bit older when he first started. He was already in his thirties, I think. Yeah, he was already uh, late in age, and you could say Randy Orton, but Randy Orton was just meant to be a heel the entire time, and then he just wasn't ready yet. That too, but by that time they were both equal, equal playing fields. But mm-hmm. literally, WWE needed Cena post Rock, post uh, Stone Cold. Triple H was always going to hang around, but they need they really, Cena was what they needed because Brock. They really might have had to beg the Rock to come back if Cena didn't get over. They would have had either, to beg. Somebody. It was either beg the Rock, or you had even then the Rock was. <laughs> Bigger than wrestling at that point, it was nothing you can do. You had to bre- you. It would be more begging Brock Lesnar. Yeah, Brock too. They would have had to beg him to stay. You would have had to beg Brock a lot sooner to stay, or come back around. But the thing with Brock was he wasn't. He didn't feel much of a challenge anymore. That was the issue with him. Mm-hmm. So, like, you would have had to find ways to keep Brock around. But Cena literally you really would have had to. Be, you would have had to to beg Kurt Angle to stay too, because he was already just, on his no, way out the door. The they were trying to protect Kurt Angle. 
because they knew true. what he was going through. So it wasn't just like begging him to stay. It was more like Kurt was on his like, look, nigga, you, we don't want to be responsible for anything. So it was just like, hey. But Cena was literally what kept WWE, hell, even wrestling afloat from like once The Rock left the scene. There's a lot of names that were in TNA. Like, AJ wasn't big enough just yet, and they didn't really... TNA was nowhere big enough at all. They just keep it all the way funky. It was nowhere near big. So, uh, but Cena was literally the face of wrestling for an entire decade plus. And you have to put Mm -hmm. them, respect them as such. Like, a lot of wrestlers can't say that. Like, as much as we love Stone Cold, it was probably like five, like a respectable five, six years where he... Three, four years, that's the face of wrestling, but six years, that's like the face of wrestling. Right. Rock was more like, he was just, he was going to be bigger than wrestling regardless. Triple H is kind of like the Tim Duncan of wrestling, uh, where it's like, that's a good analogy. He's great, but it was like, you know, he was. You can't, you can only push him as a face for so long. That too. But what'd you about to say, Daytra? It's Tim Duncan. Like, he's great. Some He's great. Like, does everything like, right. He does all the right stuff, but yeah, still another game, bro. Exactly, and literally, Tim Duncan's about to take over for the Spurs, same way the, uh, Triple H just took over NXT. So examples, but but yeah. So what an episode on that note. Uh, John Cena's our undisputed number one. Uh, this list was freaking nuts. It was very entertaining, funny as hell. G like I can't cap. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Like, literally, but that's what the fun thing about some lists are when you have different views and stuff. Uh, unfortunately, if you was expecting Bruno San Martino on this list, if you was expecting Luthez, uh, and the, uh, the creator of the Luthez Press, the nigga literally finished niggas with Stone Cold's signature move, bro. You gotta think about that. Uh, <laughs> literally, he jumps on I you and punches you. think about that, it's hilarious. Like, gee. Like, at that point, you just getting beat up. If you, if you felt a nigga... Who does snapmares was going to be high on this list? You got us fucked up. Uh, but either way, we appreciate you guys for entertaining us. Oh, if you uh, thought Ultimate Warrior was going to be anywhere on this list, I hate to I hate to break it to you, but Ultimate Warrior was a piece of shit. Ouch! He look it up. He was a piece of shit. He yelled at ten year olds for no reason, and he was a, he was a. Uh, He's also known to be a bit racist and misogynistic and a bunch of other stuff that we don't like. Misogynistic is expected from wrestlers, so hey. uh, But but yeah, so any problems you did have our list, make sure you do let us know on Threes from the Ring at Threes from the Ring. Or personally, uh, hit Tyler up on Facebook. Uh, uh, Literally, just look up Tyler and find a a very, very light-skinned nigga. And you will, uh, and let him know about blonde hair. Don't forget the blonde hair. Yeah, with blonde hair, naturally blonde, and he will literally probably just tell you to fuck yourself. Uh, I'm gonna just laugh or have a decent conversation with you, depending on what the topic is. Exactly, depending on the topic. But uh, we appreciate why Dwayne the Rock Johnson is five. I didn't put him at five. I put him at four. Who put? Oh, Chris put him at five. Talk to Chris about that. Yeah, look, man. Wait, you put him at what? He was seven. Did I have him at seven? I think it was seven. The Rock was, yeah, the Rock was not in my top five. So, be that way sometimes. Uh, either way, if you have problems with how we view people on this list, so freaking what? 
if you feel like Hulk Hogan was number one, hold my fucking nuggets, G. That's all I can fucking say. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that man's banned from a company that literally he doesn't even acknowledge. So come on, man. Uh, either way, we appreciate you guys for listening. And peace. Peace out. Wait, I'm